is up? Welcome to another Metal Epidemic podcast with myself, Dave, and my co-host, Mr. Randy Savage himself. It is Duncan. How are you doing, sir? Randy's <laughs> the macho king. That's right. He won King of the Ring, I think. That's why I became the macho king. I'm You're just king pulling knowledge out my ass <laughs> right <laughs> You want king me to be me. like, oh yeah, dig it, the whole recording, because I can. Mm. It might upset everyone though. Maybe not the whole recording. Yeah. How are you doing? I How's am, the tan line? I am well. You want to see? Yeah, I do want to see. <laughs> uh, behind the paywall, please. Um, we're not doing video just now, so we're fine. But yeah, yeah um, how was your how was your holiday? It was it was lovely. It was what did, lovely. What did you bring me back? Did you bring me back a guest? Uh, no. That was the perfect segue, <laughs> Perfect segue. I'm I challenge you to come up with a better one. We're just going to sit here in silence and watch <laughs> you. I had a lovely time, thanks. Uh, just uh, had a few drinks, had a, had a few meals, had another few meals. Um, How much weight did you tell me you put on last night? <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? We're going to record this online? Oh, yeah, right? well, why uh, not? Let's, you called me Randy Savage, so fuck it. <laughs> How um, much weight in a week, Dave? Ten. Ten pounds. Ten pounds, yeah. <laughs> Ten pounds in a week, yeah. Yep. Ten pounds. That was a. Uh, it was a lot. A lot of eating. Uh, a lot of uh, drinking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You did tell me that you discovered that there is a meal between breakfast and lunch, between <laughs> lunch and dinner, and three after dinner that you didn't even know about. I know. And so. <laughs> in, in between meals, snacks in between every every meal, and then. Sec- two dinners and then maybe like a wee <laughs> like a wee room snack when you come back at night a you know room snack um, to everyone else that's the chocolate they put in your pillow like to <laughs> you it's like a fucking bag of chips yeah <laughs> it's my room is that, snack is that not just normal like is that yeah. not just what people do yeah. anyway um yeah it was very nice it was very nice um come on let's segue it now because i gave you the perfect one come on segue well, it just we just calmed in there's nah. no rush again there's no rush Fuck you, Dave. Calm down. If I, I mean, if if all this, me and Duncan, if this wasn't, <coughs> wasn't <laughs> this wasn't enough. Can I just introduce myself? All this. Be quiet, Maybe please. Maybe all of this. All of this ear tonguing that you're going to get from me and Duncan for the rest of this podcast. Him, that not me. Wasn't not me. enough. I mentioned tan lines. That was as far as <laughs> then you end went. We are joined. Bye. Once again. Second time. The purveyor of metal and big cheese at Hold Tight PR. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Coverdale. Hello. <laughs> no, 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 how come I don't get introduced as Randy Savage or how? Big how, G- how, how G- I like that in your Twitter handle, Big Cheese Man. Come on. G- All right. Did you see the thought that went into that? Uh, well, oh, sorry, I thought it was because I was wearing a yellow T-shirt. <laughs> is that forethought, though, if you plant the idea? Well, that's I, not being yeah. observational at all. Remember that time I called you Big Cheese? So I just mentioned <laughs> that again. Like, literally what? never mentioned it before. But remember all those about? times? You remember? Like, back like, talking about seven McLeish. years ago when I called you Big Cheese. What <laughs> handle is Lisa Loves Cheese? I know it's it Lisa Loves Cheese. Thing. Doesn't say Lisa Loves Big Cheese, though, does it? Well, I'm saying maybe Lisa's she likes a big cheese. cheese. Right. Might she like, I, cannot, she like I, do, small... I do like... I do like big cheese. No, I'm not in this. Retraction. Any kind of cheese. Fuck your baby males. We want the big cheese. (laughs) 
Is that baby bells or baby baby metal? Because, <laughs> let's be don't, honest, Dave. That last don't. album was not great. No, it was not. <laughs> was anyway, not um, Lisa, just while you're taking yeah. a drink there, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Time is it. it. <laughs> how's how's the world of PR in 2023? Yeah, it's it's manic. It's busy. Uh, you having a wee drink now? That I should ask you something. Rest, rest my vocals. <laughs> After that um, big intro, I need a wee drink. I know. I'm well. I'm shattered. We've just come off a uh, the Eurovision cycle, uh, and now we're heading into the summer festival. And what's cycle. The, what, what would make the Eurovision cycle busy for you, Lisa, <laughs> a, a just, promoter of metal music? I know. I just you know just just watching it, Duncan. It's not. <laughs> hey, by the way, you need to get whoever's doing PR for Finland. You need to get on that Finnish stream. That that. Tune was a banger. Do you know, I've not watched Eurovision in years and years, and this was my first time, and I let my kids stay up to watch it, and it was bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. My daughter kept asking why certain things were happening, and I was like, like, because Czechoslovakia. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Why is there a man in underpants with a moustache and a big long coat? I was like, believe it or not, this song is actually Um, (laughs) anti-war. Making a political statement against dictators that have been yeah. periodically placed throughout society. Um, he's doing it through the medium of trench coats and underwear. Strange, so yeah. strange. Uh, but yeah, we had uh, the German entry, Lords of the Lord of the Last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poor Germany. They didn't deserve that. I don't understand what happened there at all because. I didn't think that they were bad at yeah. all. No, I think it's metal. I think in general, I think as I think as long as you don't go full metal, <laughs> full metal jacket. As long as you don't go that, everyone's fine. I I think as if you and they had a a degree quirk about them, which a I degree? thought yeah I would have thought that would have put it through. You know, like quirky enough to be there it wasn't yeah. just like they were like kind of brooding goths or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a something in there for that. But I, I, I don't know because there really wasn't that much to distinguish. Like Finnish track was a lot cheesier, but he had a bubble suit. Um, yeah. I think the bubble suit wins out. Um, um, there, so. there was a couple of tracks, including I didn't rate the the UK entry. Oh, at the UK all. entry was fucking hot. The, the guy who won it last year for the UK, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, he came out and performed like a mid. Is that the guy with the long hair? Yeah, is it like Sam Ryder or something? Yeah, yeah. So he came brilliant. out and did the, the song in the middle and I turned around to my wife and I was like that. Why was that not the entry? It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Just put him in every year. Yeah. <laughs> right, granted, he had the drummer from Queen. Um, I was like, yeah, which is a slight unfair advantage. But mm. like, why Why was he not the entry over I wrote a song? Yeah. Yes, of course you did, because this is Eurovision. <laughs> fucking shit. Uh, we also had Voyager. I'll get them in before oh, we, we're going to the next bit. That track is so good. So we had Voyager for Australia with their track, Promise. And mm. oh, what a lovely bunch of people to work with. And yeah. what a track. And again, I don't know if I'm biased. I thought they were a bit robbed. I thought they'd get they were a the best, bit higher. They were the best song like across the board in terms of how well it was performed live, yeah. stage show, the works of the rest track. And we're not saying that because we've shared a chippy with them in a, <laughs> in a blue lagoon in Glasgow. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the thing about that, and I, it's why I'm kind of excited for them, is mm-hmm. like my wife, I've been trying to get my wife to listen to Voyager for fucking years, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like that, that, you like that 80s kind of, that like kind of 80s cheese stuff, but you like stuff that's a bit heavier. This is, and I don't know how many songs I've let her hear and she's never really had an interest. She saw them on Eurovision 
and she was like, this is fucking great. And that's her being, like, then fucking listening to that. You never told me about these guys. Yes, I did. Fucking six <laughs> years. This must be what it's like for you, Dave, when you recommend TV shows like Succession, and I just don't watch them. Um, so winning all the Emmys, Duncan, I'm like, I'm sure it is, Dave. I'm sure it's good. But uh, they, were, they were incredible. Yeah. So good. Oh, and both bands are at the moment just living their best lives like you can see where they're going yeah. and what they're doing online and they're just absolutely loving it yeah. so it doesn't matter where they've placed they've they've done really well out of it mm. yeah. um but it's just that, nice to see how does that work in terms of and you might not be the best person to answer this but i'm going to ask anyway how yeah. does that work in terms of like obviously the songs themselves will be released by the bands as singles but were released as part of a compilation for the event in terms of revenue for that, do the band get like any yeah, of that back, or is that just? I don't know. Thing? I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. That would be uh, their manager would know, yeah. and she would probably tell you it's none of your business. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think we'll be able to get Voyager and a Blue Lagoon the next time. Uh, uh, I think it'll be a Miller and Carter job. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I champagne. think. I think you probably could because they're just that down oh, to they're earth, lovely, yeah, lovely yeah. people. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, uh, I really good to work with, mm. and really positive. Yeah, yeah. busy then for you. <laughs> yeah, so that was tiring. I think on the Eurovision day, I put in like an eighteen-hour shift <laughs> on across social media. Oh I, I was doing all the, you know, putting the vote stuff out and firing mm. stuff out, and the amount of press that's running through, uh, with all the sort of the TV we're covering and the newspapers mm -hmm. and radio. So anytime the mentions were coming up, we were firing stuff out and making sure that the voting numbers were out across all of the channels and fielding all the inquiries and uh i've got the team all messaging going oh this is great and watching it and i've been like i've been up since six this morning at this <laughs> desk <laughs> the tweet deck open and facebook and they're all just yeah. firing me links and whatsapp i was like the fucking matrix <laughs> <laughs> so that was me yeah and uh, then the same week um mall were turned Yes. And obituary and Institute. So Yeah, just a just a small one, just like eighteen dates across <laughs> yeah. the UK sort of club circuit, um, a smaller level than they probably could play. Yeah. But they really want to get out and get We really want to see them, so I'm happy. Face deep <laughs> face deep in the stank, I think. Yeah. I'd like genuinely excited because I thought because they'd done a date, I think, in the UK. Yeah, they did a few. They did like yeah. Two or three, mm. I think, maybe. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be it for this tour cycle. So I knew, yeah. I knew at that point they had already mm. talked about that yeah. then, and I was just like, "What oh, yeah. <laughs> do I didn't want to go away down to London to see them. It's quite a trek. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I knew that they were going to come up and do this tour, and I was just like, "Oh, this is going to be tasty." Yeah. Because because we're going to go. Yes, well, I'm not hundred percent. You don't even like we don't even to joke about that. We're there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I am. I'm still spinning that album. Oh, it's fucking like, great! Yeah, <laughs> as much as I can. So I'm so good. proud of them yeah. for you know coming out uh, at this point of their career with that album yeah. and just being like, have it. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole wave of those. Like we're obviously talking about when we touch on gigs, but um, I finally got a chance to see Cannibal Corpse live, and I know bands that are like we've seen bands that are half the age of them. Mm -hmm. that have none of the endurance stamina or proficiency to do yeah. half of what they did live mm. um so as there's a, there's a there's a resurgence in that kind of old school death metal at the moment that i'm fucking loving mm -hmm. um so yeah uh i'll be good we can't wait to check them out 
Mm. Great. That was like, that was very early January that came out as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like, must have kicked off your like PR campaigns. That's like pretty high, like as a, as a kind of opening album to, to be doing PR for. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, how do you feel the rest of the year's been? Has it been just as mental or? <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm, I'm at the nervous breakdown point. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah. this year has been probably the busiest for our company that we've had. Yeah. Usually you get to Christmas and then you get, you know, a few weeks off yeah. and then it's a quiet lead in <laughs> to the summer season. And that's when, you know, the festivals and the album campaigns start sort around summer and then it's a busy, busy, busy. And then, you know, it's kicked off in January for us mm. this year and it's not stopped. It's It's been relentless and the releases have all been big um, and the festivals are, We've got loads of bands everywhere. We're doing uh, PR for other festivals, like uh, we look after Radar mm -hmm. and we did Prognosis and we do Tech Fest and all mm -hmm. that. We do all of their PR as well as um, the bands that we take to other festivals, like Download and we've got Slam Dunk coming up this weekend. Mm. That's right, that's right. I've uh, had so... Buddy Liam's on his way down there just now. He did the drum skin for Bracovi and apparently they promised him that they can get him backstage to meet the offspring. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, uh, nice. but I, it's just not stopped, and yeah. and I just I got a message from James that I worked with earlier saying, "Yep, so th that's like September, October, looking busy, like looking really busy now." And I'm like, <laughs> "When do we get a holiday?" <laughs> so it's not stopping. It's great though. Yeah. Because we had we had a busy booking schedule with the festivals and the campaigns, uh, the the album campaigns already, and then James and Matt—it's their fault—and uh, I'll say that because they're not here to defend themselves. But they decided, you know, we could do a Eurovision campaign. We'll take on a Eurovision. We'll do that. We'll take on Voyager, and then uh, another client, Napalm Records, that we work for, went. We've also got a Eurovision band, <laughs> and that was it. It was like, well, why not? Is there any more? Can we just? It could seem you know. to be in because I think the fact there was at least two or three bands that were either metal or erring on metal. Yeah. I don't think that's a trend that's going to go away. Hmm. Um, I think other countries see that in an interesting way and will maybe put more bands that are in that sphere. Maybe not fully, but yeah. you, you hmm. might get. It's more... nice to have it in the mix because. Yeah. Having not watched it for years and years, to then see the mix of the ballads and the rock stuff and the metal stuff and the just the downright bizarre going, what the fuck was that? I don't even know what genre that was. Hmm. It's nice to see a whole range. I kind of love it. Yeah. I kind of get why people really love Eurovision. It's yeah. It's an odd thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is difficult to explain to other people. It's an experience. Yeah. Uh, I think The Americans sat, don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were working with uh, Season of Mist in America who had to look after the Voyager stuff over there. And it's not big in America yeah. at all. Uh, and she trying to explain to an American audience what this Eurovision and it and it moves like a giant circus around all the countries and they'd go to the embassies and they do all their stuff on the run up to mm -hmm. to the night it's huge and it's vast and it's amazing and it's mm. it's very very european because there's no american <laughs> entry if there was an american entry they'd be all about it also it yeah. would be a country entry every oh, a country song every fucking you can <laughs> do a kill me now <laughs> kill me now uh, representing the united states it's 
and Lewis and Stained. <laughs> it's yes. been a while. Um, yeah, Dave's uh, most listened to band. No, I'm. I'm I, I was going to say. I think um, what's really exciting about how busy you are is that I do think there was a period mid lockdown where people didn't think. You know, there was a chance that the music industry would bounce. It's not. It's nowhere near where it isn't like it should be. Yeah. But I, I think that there was a more pessimistic outlook of how that was going to yeah. be, and um, it's, it's not, it's not as bad as, as it was projected. It's, it still could be doing better, but the, the sheer volume of music has done wonders for musicians because mm-hmm. the quality of music that we've had to listen to in the last year and a bit has yeah. been insane and we were joking earlier on um like i i'm I literally at this point feel like i'm just dishing out fives like oprah dishes out cars oh, that's like, good you get a five and you get a five and you get a five because <laughs> there are it's insane, it's insane. We're, we're at a good point after the pandemic though um where every press release i had to write just post pandemic <laughs> had coronavirus or pandemic in it we're mm. coming out the tail end of that now we <laughs> hadn't noticed well i hadn't noticed because yeah. i don't read them so sorry do, do you know how do you know how bad it is having to keep oh this they've written a song during lockdown about the about the pandemic like every one of them like mm. really bled their hearts into it but every yeah. press release had that in it and it's like we're now coming out the other side of that yeah <laughs> they're back to talking about lost love and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so they've, they've got it out of their system. The bands are purging. Nature is <laughs> nature is healing. Nice. Awesome. Um, so um, on this podcast, oh, um, we will be discussing some new releases, yep. uh, including our album of the month for April. Oh, we still do that. Yes, we still do that, Duncan. Oh, I didn't month. know what. Oh. That's fine. Um, Dave will keep you right because he'll he'll mention about six, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's right, they all came out this month." I think I know mine anyway. So. Okay. Um, we'll also be playing some brand new music, um, and if that wasn't enough, we'll be discussing our top three favorite album openers. Yeah, that was the like. Can we just say, seems so like a great well done, idea mate. on paper. Well seems like a great idea on paper the worst idea ever. <laughs> it's not. I, I disagree. I think it's the best idea because I went into this thinking it was the worst idea and have come out having like a spiritual epiphany. So <laughs> They've created a playlist that he thought would have three on it and he told me last night I had 98. So... I, I, I had six. I had six and that was it. I pretty much nailed mine first I I, right out the bat. I, I, I'm so envious. Like this morning I was shortlisting down from 70. So <laughs> Yeah, but you guys are proper audiophiles that analyse the music, that understand all of that and you listen You'll to a lot. when you hear my three. <laughs> I think oh, I've probably gone for really obvious choices, so this will be really interesting. I bet you guys, the, everyone will like your one. None of them will like mine. <laughs> yeah, yours is going to be some like obscure Dutch hardcore noise band or something that with, with goats and clown cars. Goats and clown cars. I'm, I'm loving everything that's happening right now, and that's that's the what you don't know is that's the Dutch entry for next year's Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Nice, looking forward to that. Um, but first, before we get to that, a little um, recap on gigs. Even though I was on holiday, um, we did manage to go to a few gigs over the last month. Some of us went to more. 
<laughs> some of us, some, we went to some together, uh, and then we went to some solo. Um, <laughs> Fine, Dave. Because <laughs> I wasn't here, obviously. You, but you weren't here. You gave um, me peace. The one that we did go to together was, um, you mentioned their cannibal corpse at the Battlelands oh. with, um, <laughs> with Dark Funeral, Ingested, and Storm Ruler. Yes. I'd seen Cannibal Corpse before, so I, I kind of knew what to expect. But for you as a Cannibal Corpse virgin, what did you think? Um, I thought they were incredible. I think uh, big, big corpse grinder as a front man, maybe one of the coolest dudes like walking the planet. Um, as he mentioned on there, he's he's in his fifties now, um, and he has a presence about him. He's he's really playful with the crowd. That's kind of what I liked about yeah. him. Is like you can see he's very tongue in cheek with what he's talking about, which I think sometimes death metal can be a bit too serious. Um, yeah. And he didn't appear to be that way. He also called out some guy who was clearly. Uh, molesting some women at the front it. and he stopped the entire fucking show yeah. to basically strip that guy down um, in a way where like, I thought like this is the last person you want to upset is that <laughs> giant in front of you right there who looks like he would kill you Mm-hmm. So why would you why would you do that at a cannibal corpse gig no and think idea. you could get away with that? I have no idea. I have no idea. He would eat you. Yeah, <laughs> he, he obviously clocked it and good he, for him. He, yeah. he like writing it straight away. Um, but yeah, they were they were incredible live. Yeah. I think I I talked about my the sound the sound was fucking amazing because it's the baddest. But my only my only thing was I I felt personally, and I get it the drummer. Like the drummer is trying to do, the drummer's getting on. Uh, God bless him. God He's not dead, Duncan. So, He's like just... some, some of the fills were a bit sloppy, but, <clears throat> but, <throat> but he kept it going for their entirety of their set, which was a long set. You Your know face I mean? is sloppy. <laughs> sloppy. <A> bit personal. <laughs> How dare you? Um, we spoke about it aside. He's like a couple of the fills were maybe not great, but. Um, when it comes to like they're, they're like every every track sounded great. I think, I yeah, it was it was better than what I expected. I had mm. an expectation of what I thought was going to be like, and by the time they finished, I was I was high on life. Um, we had different experiences when it comes to the support acts, but what I guess you, we'll talk about that in a second. What, what did you think of? Something to my microphone. Yep. What did you think about um, B and M's Behemoth? What did you what did you make of them? The support band. B and M's Behemoth. So their their formal name is Dark Funeral. <laughs> we started to refer to them as Old Funeral. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, Holy shit. Are, but once again, if you go online and you although this is the weird thing, if you go online and you do a bit of research, I think their band formed about. Well, in fact, I think their band formed after Cannibal Corpse. Um, they've just obviously had a harder life. Uh, clearly, <laughs> um, the thing about them was. I just found it. I found the the overall performance relatively lethargic, mm. um, and I, to be honest, they they had the least enviable placement on the entire set because the band before them tore the fucking house down, mm. and then the band after them is the headlining band, yeah. and they're a black metal band. Um, like even that, like it's bad when I'm even mocking their like their their fucking corpse paint just looked lazy. 
mm. like triangles on their faces, and I'm like, put a bit, of, like put a bit of the veiny shit in it. Um, they weren't terrible. You you enjoyed them a lot more than I did. I found them not great. <laughs> you came over and you were like, that was kind of cool. And I was like, no, 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 no. I really, really, really wasn't it, Dave? Uh, but, um, <laughs> I didn't think they were. They were amazing, but I didn't think they were terrible. They were this. <laughs> they were the 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 third best band on the bill. Yes. And the main I support agree. purely because of how many years they've been on the planet. Yeah. Um, not yeah. because and, of yeah. the sim. The, and Jested, I thought were. were and Jested awesome. were phenomenal. I thought they were really good. That, that new material sounded excellent. It sounded like they should be playing headlining in the barras. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. they, they, it just sounded incredible live. Mm. Um, and then the opening band, who are they're a relatively young band, so I can't be. There was just a bit of cheese about them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It was very, it was kind of, it was cheesy and it was a little bit generic, but they mm. held their own. Um, that's a tough fucking, that's a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, opening for Cannibal Corpse at the yeah. Barras uh, in a country you've never been to before. Um, so, I, but overall, the Barras, once again, cements itself as one of my favourite venues. Cannibal Corpse, like, all that new material sounded fucking shit hot. Mm. And I loved that previous album. Um, and, yeah, we got C and Jesty to I would happily go and see again. So, yeah. 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 Old Funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had props, Steve. He had, like, I, I, love, I love when a band keeps changing it. Props. One minute there was a flag, then there was a gnarled wooden upside cross, which he wiped yeah. his arse with. Uh, just for extra evil. Good for um, good for photos, like of course. very photogenic. Yeah. Apart from them being old as fuck, but I mean, yeah, like... it's because they couldn't move. Like, yeah, like, like other move. bands, that's, that's why they were photogenic. That's true. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. There were really listen. There was people in there that loved them. I, I yeah, just it was then. not. I yeah. It's just it's not my thing. It's not my mm. thing. So. Um, yeah, so we're at that one together, and then um, you did a couple when I was on holiday. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, the, the same. Well, no, I was supposed to go and see the St. Pierre fucking snake experiment, um, <laughs> and that never happened uh, because of me being the sole parent in the house that night. Uh, and the wife would not let me take the one and a half year old and the, the nine year old <laughs> to go and see. In fact, if we're going full out, um, I've been to like a couple of gigs is right. I went to see Paramore. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like at the, the, the Hydro, who were fucking great live, um, who were supported by Block Party, who reminded me why they had that one song that everyone liked and everything mm-hmm. else is just shite. Mm-hmm. Um, although Young Ross likes them. Sorry, Young Ross, you're wrong. Um, and um, they, weren't, they weren't good. But uh, Paramore are shit hot live. That's the second time I've seen them. But as well almost a decade since i saw them before and their their set is immaculate and um they're excellent live she's like mm. she is like an incredible front woman yeah. like energy vocally and like even the songs where you're like you're gonna have to reach for this not made it look easy so and our backing band the the ones that aren't in the you know actually in the band right and these are our backing band are all like clearly super talented session musicians um, so yeah, they, they were excellent, and then I went to see Moll, one of Lisa's bands. What am I? Um, my feedback on that was they were incredible live. 
they should have played a bigger venue. Um, the venue they played was a very small venue in Glasgow. Um, they could have went... Interesting enough, that venue, the garage in Glasgow, has three floors. And the bottom floor, the G2, would have been the perfect size venue for them. So I'm surprised they didn't... There must have been another band on or something. But um, the band that supported them... <clears throat> the main support um, I didn't like and I've forgotten what their name is. Was it Countless Skies? That's mm. it. Um, I I found them incredibly cheesy. Um, like, super, super cheesy. Their guitarist does all their vocal, like, the like proper melody vocals and it was all uh, very almost power metal-y, um, mm. which was kind of at odds with the rest of the music, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But the people in there seem to love them. Once again, Young Ross seemed to have a ball. And uh, Speaking of <laughs> Young Ross, uh, he was there as well, but I didn't get a chance to see him. And I think Maul were in the middle of their second song. And Kim, as he will do when there is a flat stage, jumped off the stage and legged it right through the middle of the crowd, parting the, the waves right up to the bar, which was not a big distance, like 12 paces <laughs> or something. Um, but basically fucking flung young Ross I suddenly saw him to like, like that out the way uh, so he could go up and go back um, and I don't think Ross was ready for that <laughs> but I got half of their set and then went to see the band whose t-shirt I'm wearing Poison Ruin uh, who were over um, and they were so so good uh, so I saw them in uh, they played in the, the, the old hairdressers, um, which is a bar in Glasgow, which is now putting on gigs in their attic space, which is like an old community hall. Mm. <laughs> like it really is a like weird, weird vibe. Um, they were over um, with two support bands, which I didn't see. I legged it down from one side of Glasgow to the other so I could get in to see them open up. They played, I think, the entirety of both their albums in forty-five minutes because they're a punk band, <laughs> yeah. and um, they are. Fucking amazing live. Dave doesn't want to hear this, um, but they are so good live. I already love that album, but live it's it's transcendial. I think I I like I was just I was in and I've never I don't do punk gigs like ever really. Uh, and punk fans are different than metal fans. Like yeah. there's always a, it's like watching the movie The Green Room. There's always one level where you feel like someone might get stabbed. Yeah. Um, I love and, that. It's proper feral. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And um, but musically they are fucking incredible. And I know some people have got issues with the production on that album. You're wrong. Um, but uh, live, it's a punk album. It's a punk album. Live, you need to, like you need to see them live. Uh, they are. It's just mm. they're just fucking incredible. So. I promised I wouldn't go into too. Why is Dave? Detail. Why is Dave looking so sad? Because Dave, what that was the one he wanted. I wanted to go, to go and I wasn't here. <laughs> and you weren't committed enough to fly back from Spain. <laughs> happy to send I, me I, albums, Lisa. No happy to attend. Well, exactly. I would. Have, I would have guest listed. And you. you know, I was just tell a, the wife. I'll was, be back. I'll be back in a minute. I was in a Spanish um, shopping mall <laughs> watching Eurovision on my phone <laughs> while my wife was doing other stuff. Shopping. Like, you, you come in here. No, no. Uh, no, Voyager coming on. I need to sit and watch this. So I was sitting on my phone in a shopping mall. That's how committed I was. You could have just said, I'm going to the bar. I'll be back. I'll be back <laughs> in a minute. And uh, flown home. Three years come... later. Yeah. They were, they, 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 uh, hopefully they'll be back. I mean, yeah. that was a kind of relatively smallish tour for them. But I'll tell you what I loved about them, and I told Dave about this. £15 a t-shirt, £20 a long sleeve. 
I love that you're 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 grading on gigs now as how much the t-shirts cost. It's just like I'm, I'm going to score the bands. Out, oh no no! Like, like the the one the, the we're always going to win me over musically. Loved it, but there is a trend just now that I am not liking when it comes to the cost, and I know why. It's, it's the bands are having to put essentially extra on to cover the costs that venues are taking from them. Mm-hmm. But Poison Room, we're having fucking none of that. Yeah. Um, so nice. yeah. But again, that's an old school punk mentality. Of just, yeah. yeah. It was it was it was a it was a weird surreal experience and um, I I absolutely loved it. It's my gig of the year so far, which once again I promised Dave I wouldn't talk about. Yeah. Um, but then Dave got to see Gojira, so well, uh, yeah, and and Dave got to sit in the shopping mall and watch Voyager. You got on to his see phone, so. Voyager in in a shopping mall. So uh, yeah, so that was that. Nice. That's all the gigs. Have you been any more since you come back? Uh, I was at one on Saturday. I was at um, the band Camino. That's um, right. That's in right. Glasgow, uh, the classic grand. Um, which was really good. It was completely sold out. Um, me and the the fam went to this one, so the wife and the kid were uh, were in tow. Um, I'd I'd got them into the band. I mean, it's, it's one of those like weird occasions where there's a band that we all <laughs> seem to like, which doesn't really happen in this that. house. Yeah, I like it's that. like we've all got our like styles that we like, but this one we all kind of sync up on. So um, we'd said like it was the album. You know, we get the, like the end of year Spotify thing. Like how many fucking listens you've given to certain albums and which one you listen to the most um it was it was the one my daughter had listened to the most uh, when it, their last album came out so when they said they were touring i was like right we need to go and check these guys out they're playing the classic grand as well which is a nice wee venue um and it completely sold out um they had a band from philadelphia called grayscale um opening and then they had uh, a east london band called boy bleach also in support but both bands were actually really good the two sports were really good um, and the band Camino were brilliant. Just they're just a trio, but they're the, they've got a kind of session bassist that comes in as well. Uh, they're from uh, Nashville. Yeah, I think they met at like music school or music college, and then they've just kind of been at it since. So they've just recorded another album, which I think is going to be out this year. They've dropped a couple of singles, but it's kind of like, um, alternative kind of indie pop kind of stuff. But really catchy, fucking really yeah, like you, hooky you choruses. Send me the previous album; it's fucking great. Yeah, it's just um, one of those. It's, pick, it's a pick me up album. You shove it absolutely. Up, you, just feel, yeah. you just feel happy all the way 100%. through. It. Feel about yeah, I like uh, the sound of that. Yeah. So uh, the. Uh, the, the last album, what was the last album called? The called more important Dolly's. question is, does your child, like my child, now have the bug? Yes. Right. Yes, she does. Um, what was the next band I can go and see? That was our second gig, but she's already like talking about like, what, where are we going next? What, who are we going to see? Oh, I'm like, that's right. nice. Okay. I love I that. You, yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Bring let's, all the kids. Let's the three of us take all our wings out to obituary. <laughs> And we'll, I'll get a bitchery, yeah. and we'll see if we can go out and rescue some cats in Glasgow. Because... <laughs> can see, if, see if we can get a photo of us with our kids with a bitchery. Let's just do that. Yeah. We can I make think that we can happen. just hang up the mics. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, my daughter said to me after Paramore, she's like, I think follow it, boy. And I'm like, nah, let's go for cheaper gigs. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go cheaper gigs. <laughs> 75 quid to see Paramore. Oh, wow. Oh, Pair wow, seat. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I saw them play the fucking corn exchange fucking what 20, 2014 or something like that and it was like fifteen pound or some oh, here's shit like that. Old man McLeish shoot with stories at that time. Fifteen that... pound t shirts. <laughs> I remember the fifteen pound t shirts. Right. Um so nice. yeah. 
So we've been busy. Awesome. Have you yeah. seen anyone, Lisa? You've been. I, no, no, I haven't. Have no time, do you know, do you? No, I've had no time, but I also I don't go to gigs. Who am I going out with this weekend to my first gig in like know. years and years? Who? Who's taking me out? Tell me. I don't know. Am I going out on a date with two handsome young men from Falkirk? <laughs> Young's maybe stretching well, it. Yeah. Handsome's really stretching it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was being kind. Um, yeah, the three of us are going out to see uh, Carcass and Conjurer and Coffin Muncher or something. What are they Coffin called? Muncher. If that's not a name for a band, that needs to be a name. That's the name of the Dutch band that have goats and clenches. <laughs> Coffin <laughs> Muncher. Coffin something. Coffin Mulch, I think they're called. That's it. Yeah. From, coffin uh, Mulch. From uh, Glasgow. Yeah. Um, mulch is... Sorry, like, Coffin don't, Mulch. Yeah, don't don't Urban Dictionary the word mulch. Um, <laughs> it's not a nice act. What? Really? Yeah, it's a, a sexual act involving a corpse. Um, oh, hello, now suddenly <laughs> my interest has peaked. <laughs> don't, don't ask me how I know either. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm very interested. Hey, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually taking notes. Do you see me writing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually writing this down just now. Ah, <clears throat> oh, dear. Nice. So yeah, we're we're going out Saturday. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see. Um, never seen Carcass before, but like they're on this small venue tour just now, which just that is just fucking Nuts. blowing my mind. I've been. Yeah rinsing the last few I've, I've torn arteries i had that on i had surgical steel on just rinsing them this week so um looking forward to that conjure as well never seen conjure and me loved that last album so that, last album that should be really good insanely good mm. so mm. yeah got a feeling um, it's going to be a sweaty one and the smell will probably hit you before you get to what's, the door what's of that one oh yeah slay's slay's a riot you're gonna love it really slay was where we saw caven um, oh, great band! No, no, Slee was him. Um... Oh no, Slee's the one that looks like it has an extra room. We saw the ocean and LLNN and LLNN. Yes, it's sweaty. I can attest. Yeah. It's a weird really? venue as well. The stage sits against the wall up the top corner, and then the rest of it goes out like a grid. Weird. Mm. Well, okay, thing. so right, so sweaty. I'll just yep. uh, bikini. No. <laughs> Waders in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tell you there's some Eurovision PR person <laughs> taking these notes down. <laughs> what in? <laughs> sure, what that? That's what they did from Finland was well. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into we'll get into more gigs and stuff later. But I think I think it's time for a wee a wee song, just a wee a little breather. Um, we've uh, we've got a whole load of fucking awesome music to play on the podcast. Um, but first up. Um, something that you, you may have heard of, a band you may have heard of. We're going for the US slash French Canadian melodic death metal band Cataclysm. Oh. Um, they have oh. recently announced a brand new album called Goliath, which will, will be released on August 11th on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, Bringer of Vengeance is the first single from the album. Um, the song opens with drop tune guitars and takes a listener on a journey, oh, mashing together modern sure. metal and gent components that are layered over the traditional cataclysm sound. The album is 10 tracks recorded by guitarist JF, who also produced and engineered the album. Uh, the mix and the master was done by Chris Clancy and Colin Richardson. Oh, Colin Richardson, eh? Yeah. Still at it. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, check them out, uh, facebook.com forward slash cataclysm if you dig it. And this is uh, Bringer of Vengeance. We'll be back right after this. Okay, ladies and gents, um, it's time 
to talk about new releases um, from the last kind of month or so. Um, we'll get in the albums in just a wee, a wee second. A um, couple of wee singles that I just wanted to briefly mention um, that were... Why are you looking at me like that for McLeish? Uh, it used them. to just be albums, then we occasionally covered singles, and now it's all... Uh, uh, singles have their own... Are you, you're deliberately trying to make these recordings longer, Dave. <laughs> not that all, not, not dull. Um, Just a few that you might want to check out. Which Ripper have released a new single that wasn't on the album? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's <laughs> called... a bit sneaky. I know. Right, Jay Leno. Uh, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> well, it's called Rusty Cage, so that was enough for me to listen to it alone, to be honest. Yeah, also don't nice. Urban Dictionary Rusty Cage either. <laughs> That's a... Really good. Again, these guys are just on fire yeah. now. Um, I don't know what the single was to do with, why they've dropped a single just after releasing an album. No idea. Why not? Um, but if you've never heard them, they've got a kind of like mastodony like mix with this classic rock flair um really really good really catchy um great riffs um check out rusty cage is a new single by witch ripper really enjoyed that um also checked out som i've got a new single as well som and we reviewed their last album last year year before can't remember yeah who were the opening for missed them yes we did we saw them Yes, I think yes. it was. Kind of we, we, we caught like the last two songs, and yep. it sounded amazing. And I've yep. never been so unhappy that we missed them. Yeah, uh, because then we had to sit through that band that come on after them, and they were hellish. They were shit. Um, yeah, this is really good. Policy of Truth. Um, again, more kind of ethereal, doomy kind of shoegaze stuff, but again, really well done. Really enjoyed that. Um, Windy Touch was another band we reviewed mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, kind of chaotic hardcore, a touch of metalcore. They've got a new track which is really good as well. Uh, it's called Sleep a Cicada with Envy, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, Royal Deceit also, uh, Undertow. I mentioned them on the Hate Sphere review because the Hate Sphere vocalist mm-hmm. is also in Royal Deceit. Um, this is more of his kind of kind of more modern melodic metalcore type stuff um, where he really lets, lets out those cleans, which we never got on the Hate Sphere album, obviously kept that to all the kind of aggressive stuff. But it's good to hear those guys are still active um and that other side of his voice is just fucking phenomenal um so check that one out it's uh, royal deceit and undertow um what else was two other on um i've got a new one called becoming the ocean um for some reason i i didn't get the hype on that last album like i was just like everyone was going on about it and i was like listening to it and i was like i just i'm just not getting this um but um i'm really liking the single they've released uh, becoming the ocean um it's coming yeah. out on candlelight is that one of yours lisa you it's candlelight but candlelight uh do that one in house oh um, right okay yeah um interesting so um yeah check that one out pretty cool worth a listen and obviously checked out the new seven dust track because i love a bit of seven dust it doesn't love a bit of seven dust um reliable old <laughs> don't you fucking dare the period <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just all right you know these bands are getting to just uh, but you like nickelback for fuck's sake let's <laughs> set the bar somewhere okay. that was that that was a sick burn there actually oh, <laughs> i'll give you that never, never so badly wanted a t-shirt that says but you like nickelback <laughs> with an arrow oh my god <laughs> it means me that. it's just all right it was just all right yeah like what, what was the last great seven dust album not singles. What was the last great Seven Dust album? Um, the, the, not, not that one. The one before. What was it called? It was obviously very memorable. What was it called? 
Um, see, I think I think I like. Was it the last one? Yeah, it's, I think it's maybe about it two or three before. Maybe <laughs> kill the floor. Maybe kill the floor. I don't know. Um, I don't think they ever put any bad albums no. though. Like they're always like decent. Um, and this sounds like classic Seven Dust. Just well, I'll say classic. I'll, I'll retract that. Not classic Seven Dust, obviously. Um, but good Seven Dust. Um, well, well, well it's, yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's all right if you like Seven Dust. Okay. Uh, it, speaks, it speaks a lot to us that that's where you went and I like didn't mention that Will Haven put out two tracks. Oh, oh yeah. Will Haven. Yeah, Will Haven. Will Haven. Oh, like that is like straight up fucking, like we were talking about, in fact we were joking on a review before this podcast started. And I say joking, I was being semi-serious, that I think arguably one of the most influential bands of the last 20 years, just by looking at the music of the last three years, is Deftones. Right? Yeah. I think Deft- Deftones is everywhere at the moment. Weirdly, Deftones, because of where they came from, and Will Haven, same area, those yeah. bands did a lot of stuff together early days on. The Will Haven influence, <clears throat> specifically now over all that kind of really dank deathcore and really discordant hardcore, mm. and they and they keep do, whatever they do, just gets me in. And those two songs have an air of like gloom and doom on them that is just hard to shake off. Yeah. Um, so five of fire is the main single, but the second single is Wings of Mariposa. So there's that. I love that band. So, there so was good. also there was also um, Better Lovers. Is this the super group? The Ginger <gasps> Escape oh, one. Yeah, yeah. That one. <sighs> Better Lovers had out thirty under thirteen. Yeah. That was a great single. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like it's like it's like going out and getting ice cream and then putting a slice of cake beside it. It's two things that you didn't instantly think you wanted, but once you've tried it, you can never go back to having mm. them apart. Uh, right. So that's um, essentially the band. <laughs> it's the all the members of Every Time I Die minus the vocalist and yeah. Big Andy Williams, the guitarist who's now a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's awesome. he's taking some time off. Um, Will Putney uh, on That's guitars, right. uh, and mm-hmm. I would imagine production because why would you go elsewhere? Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Picciato, who has been lazy, let's be honest, in the last <laughs> four years. Um, yeah, uh, front just them, sitting about. And that song is fucking straight up fire. Mm. Um, yeah. Like need that, and then if we're talking about straight up fire, we did a reaction, Dave. To uh, uh, is this going to be because this might be on my list? Oh well, shut the fuck up then. <laughs> I'm going to shut the fuck up at this point. But there is another. Well, I try and get. Yeah, go it for might it. not be. Is it? Is it Poppy? Yes. Yes, yes I've got that on my list. It's fucking fire. It's really good. It's really, really, good. really, really good. She's, I, I love it. The thing is, as well, like the Kitty have just performed at that sick new world um, mm. festival thing, that two day thing, and one day, sorry, one day thing in Vegas, uh, which apparently was great for some bands, awful to other bands. I saw uh, video footage of um, Ice T up on stage. <laughs> fucking berating the sound people for giving them no time at all and cutting oh, their set in dear. half, which apparently happened to a lot of bands, right, but who gives a fuck about those guys? I saw live footage of not only Kitty, who sounded amazing and their new song sounds great, but mm. I also saw Gold Chamber uh, and I tell you right now it, as old as I get, and I know they were never great, and I know everyone's got like, see as soon as Loco starts, you're oh. a teenager again. Oh. So. It's an album like, opener, that he Duncan. He needs to. 
An he album needs, on, by the way. Might be on the list. Um, <laughs> he needs See to... if it is, I'm fucking leaving, by the way. <laughs> no, like, if, if Lunt Biscuit doesn't make you leave, then... Um, but no, if we oh, could... Jesus Christ. The... It's going to be one of those, isn't it? <laughs> I think the thing about... Uh, um, I think the thing about... Um, is I like, I really struggle to get in the Devil Driver, and I know um, they've just put a new album which was reviewed relatively highly uh, by no one that I'm going to cast shade on uh, at Metal Epidemic. Looking at you, Paul Kearney, did he review it for us? No, he reviewed no. it for his own thing. He reviewed it for his own thing. Yeah, his own standalone site because he was too shameful to put it on the <laughs> slacking Paul Kearney. He's reviewing on the side for himself. Dave, who's paying him? Who's paying him? Um, and he gave them a, a relatively positive review to the point where I was like, "That am I sleeping on Devil?" Drugs? And I put the album on. I was like, "No, this is not. <laughs> I, I don't like it." And then I what? heard, "I don't like the new Devil Driver album." For fuck's sake. I heard Loco and I was like that. This is what you should be doing. <laughs> I, I I like Dez in Cold Chamber. I don't like Devil Driver because Devil Driver reminds me of umpteen other bands that do what Devil Driver does infinitely better. I'm going to go back and side with Captain Nickelback over here. I haven't got your, <laughs> got your back anymore. My pal listens to Nickelback. Um, <laughs> That's that. the t-shirt I've yeah. got for wearing on Saturday night when we go out. <laughs> But like Pop, uh, Poppy's cover of Spit, which the opening song on the album Spit, um, mm-hmm. I was like, when it was announced, I was interested in like our reaction when I basically listened to 30 seconds, I was like, we're reacting to this. Um, I'm sp- I'm still spinning it. I think mm. it's fucking great. Um, and I've said on that recording, and I want to reiterate it, if the she just wants to do like a 1999's cover of Metal Songs that came out that year album, mm. I would fucking love that. So good, so 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 good. Um, so I knew as soon as I heard that that yeah. you would be all over that, and then I saw the reaction video come out, and I was like, "There he is." <laughs> I, Dave liked it as well, which is a uh, like you, you could see him straining to to try and think of something negative to say, but it was it was relatively <clears throat> positive. Um, I've I've had an odd month in terms of the shit that I've liked that's come out because <laughs> I like, I mean, I really like death metal and black metal and stuff but I love that poppy track I like can you uh, bring me the horizon single as well didn't mind it yeah didn't mind I, I was I like that one liked better lovers liked enter shikari's bloodshot as well um and oh god one that I really don't know why I like I think I'm just getting old I'm maybe turning into like an old middle-aged lady that drinks gin and listens to shit rock <laughs> pop call me a more I'm fucked have I've you heard, heard that one? Yet. I don't think I've heard that one either. Yeah, no. I. You kind of looks singer. like a. Who mentioned him? Who mentioned him before? Singer looks like a like a blonde version of Duncan when he was in Genetic Blueprint. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not Google that. Uh, <laughs> keep that um, it's really rocky, poppy type. I, yeah, I really liked it. Mm. Someone mentioned uh, him and... recently, and I can't remember who mentioned him recently. It was maybe me on Twitter going on about them. Going, I this song. I've had a gin and I can relate to this song. Um, that and uh, cattle decapitation had a photic doom. Oh, and that, that Did you see the video and his tongue's hanging out? And I played that like six times on a loop, just going, look at them, they're all on fire. And... That new album is ridiculously yeah, good. It's, they are masters at what they do. Mm. He's been. <laughs> I will mm. say no more about this because I. I have said a lot about that album so far uh, on reviews. Um, 
but let's let's get we'll get in albums let's get in albums yes let's, let's get in albums let's try and do that yeah um so um where should we start where shall we start um should should we start with sleep token <laughs> who sleep token are they new <laughs> just relatively what do no they sound like we've, we've got could you describe the their genre <laughs> use them in a sentence dave <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the new sleep token album oh this is a good sentence yeah <laughs> it's sex <laughs> that's it that's the that's the review it's, it's like it's every sex. other sleep token it's sex it's just brilliant hmm. i don't know what kind of sex uh, <laughs> you're having there this, is, this is a, this <laughs> a pandora's box that you don't want to be opening dave <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point looking um... <laughs> there is there is nothing that i can actually say now <laughs> it won't get me out of trouble so... <laughs> i'm just gonna shut up um i i i didn't get the previous album like i oh for fuck's sake i, just, you, Dave. I, I was just oh like oh my yeah. god you what? are heathens why you are why heathens are people, why are people going on about this album i don't get it i tried i tried and i was just like no this just isn't for me um maybe me and sleep token aren't meant to be a match oh. but um then they started releasing singles from this album and i was like hmm this is this is not bad. This wee uh, this wee song here by Sleep Token. Uh, maybe I give the album over your listen when it comes out. Um, <laughs> I I tell like you, your uncle tried to tell you how he got to the supermarket. Honestly, get to the point, <laughs> Buchanan. I did. The thing is, I don't understand how you can't like Sleep Token being a drummer and the drummer's that phenomenal. It's like Dave, um, Dave. I, it was the vocals on the, the the last album. The vocals totally put me off. Um, right. I. I felt like the vocals were almost too put on oh, uh, for me on the last album. Um, I've kind of done a 180 on it though. Um, I listened to the singles and I thought it was very interesting. I listened to the album and I don't find the vocals nearly as distracting this time as I did the last time. I think I feel it's slightly less theatrical than the last album. Um, he's maybe let his vocals settle just a little bit. Um, there's definitely more feeling on this album for me. Um, while he's still got a very distinctive kind of, you know, he's still got personality in his voice. Um, I think this album also sounds bigger than the last one, bigger in kind of weight, musically and uh, emotionally, definitely. Um, and I think that's where it's kind of drawn me in this time. Um, it's still quite Moorish, you know, in the in the riffs department. It's got some seriously heavy moments on it, mm-hmm. um, but they, they kind of counterbalance it very well with that kind of R&B and, you know, it's very soulful and very catchy. Uh, but there's quite a, a kind of raw emotional side to the album where it feels like they're kind of bearing their soul. Um, and I found those kind of moments on the album much more um, immersive, you know, just more than just kind of big riffs and a big production. Um, I thought uh, the last album, it was quite, maybe maybe it was just me, I only listened to it a couple of times, but it was quite, I felt it was quite on the surface, but I feel like this does have a bit more kind of depth to it. Um, a, a touch on the long side, this one, I feel like an hour is maybe just a wee bit too much. Um, and maybe around the middle of the album, there was a couple of, there's a wee bit of fluff maybe in the middle slightly, but um, definitely a, a far more positive listening experience for me on this one. Uh, Duncan, did you check it out? Or? I did, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you on the previous album. I'm maybe not 180'd on it. Uh, I went back and listened to it after the new one. Um, 
I d- there's the, I d- I it's less on the vocals actually um, for me. I, right. d- I don't mind it. Like as someone who is a connoisseur of vocalists, I think you, I, as someone that just spoke about highly how much I enjoy Poppy, I don't mind <laughs> different styles of vocalists coming into metal at all. I actually think I, I wish more vocalists would do it. Mm. Um, and coming off listening to um, that new Circles. EP recently, mm. which we both loved, and it has that yeah. real R and B sort of you know style and um, and the the melody. I you know I I'm I'm more acclimated to that. I think this is too long, um, and and you you almost stole word for word um, my, my issue. Ascensionism is track six, and it's seven minutes long, and it <laughs> yeah. to me slows the entire album down. Mm. I actually think if it wasn't there. I think the rest of it would be fine. Mm. I, I honestly what, uh, just what that's one of the best tracks on the album. <laughs> see if I knew. See no. if I knew that this was going down like this. I would not have agreed well, to let, this. I've been set up. Like ascensionism, like is like I said, seven minutes long. The other long track on it is "Take Me Back to Eden," which is perfectly written for its length. Uh, I think it sets up interesting oh, points and answers them by the end. Whereas I think ascensionism. <laughs> is about three minutes of a non-needed build-up. I think mm. once the track gets going, it's great, but I think it's a kind of needless intro into it, which is weird yeah. because the rest of the album never really has an issue of getting to a hook or a point. It gets to them pretty quick and then centres on them. That track, I feel its placement more than anything. It slows everything down, and I also feel it's it takes a bit of the steam out from what is one of the best tracks, which is Are You Really Okay, which is the track that comes after it, oh. which is just fucking an absolute gorgeous track to listen to. But yeah. coming out of Ascensionism, it kind of feels like it doesn't have the same clout it would have <clears throat> had had that track not been there. Um, it just kind of... I think the... My, my, my biggest... The, the reason that Sleep Token will not be in my top 20, and I can call this right now, um, <laughs> is... The same way, and I'm not saying these sound like, so I'm just stressing that just now, is the same way that a Linkin Park album would never be in my top 20 every year. And that it sounds very, very... <laughs> down in here it now. sounds very, very... There's a lot of stuff going in here which is... They're a producer's band, if that makes sense. Mm. Like a producer yeah. must love recording these guys because they can do a lot of stuff with it. I think live it would work really, really well, but I think live a lot of that's going to be on a back end. It's not going to be done live, if you know what I mean. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. I've seen plenty of bands that do that. It's just on this one. There's a there's a sense of grandeur that I think. See see some of the moments where it's stripped back is it fucking slaps, and then there's other bits where there's so much studio wizardry going on. I kind of feel like I want the other side of the band back. They do a very fine balancing act. And I suppose the reason they're going to be huge is that they will have a huge... Same way Ghosts are huge. They're going to have a cross-market pool for those that <clears throat> like some of the rockier stuff, some of them that like a bit of the cheesier stuff and the stuff that fits in the middle. And they're going to cover that base and that's why they're huge. Slip Token are going to be huge. There's no getting around that they're going to be ghost level anyway of huge. Yeah. No doubt. I think potential future download headliners. I think they're on... You know that They have that sound about them. Part of their sound, very much like Ghost... Is the stuff that I really like, and the rest I can appreciate, but I don't love. So, I'll give you, I'll give you all those points because they're well considered and well thought out and well argued. <laughs> I don't shit on things just, just off the cuff. You know, <laughs> say, if you just came in here and said I, I don't like them, because there is interestingly as mul- as much as there's a 
cultish love of sleep token mm. Mm. um where people won't say a bad thing about them because they absolutely love them there's also now this cult of people who hate on them oh, just yeah. because <laughs> they're popular and it's mm. like oh, right the ghost i'm uh, telling you is and is the ghost thing all over again there were people yeah. that just were designed to fucking hate that and still hate that band whenever that not a metal band um like, yeah. like literally like designed to fucking hate on them regardless how <clears> big <throat> they get but all that does is the more like slip token is in my feed all the time at the moment and <laughs> that might be me <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's because and, and it's people that you wouldn't i wouldn't expect to be speaking about them so they're bringing yeah. in they're bringing in people that are maybe outside the scene a little bit which i think is once yeah. again how is that a bad thing Mm. I can't imagine like they're not going to go on stage and have a support band to or like a pop act they're going to have some alternative or some sort of metal band on tour with them and then they get exposure and to me that's that's how the industry gets better gets bigger so it's just not I don't think it's a a masterpiece and I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of words like masterpiece and if it is for you that's great I love that um well interestingly i'm a massive massive sleep token fan like i love them i loved that last album um but i got this album and it's not hit my top two um so that's interesting it's it's Mm. maybe sitting three or four at the moment and it's because of length yeah that's long. <laughs> not not a problem you'd normally hear talk of it she's descended um, to our is... level dave i know lisa what's happening here she's, she's opened the him. dick door oh, there we go dave note the time because dave and i had a, a dick sweepstake yep. <laughs> and when you would set mention. it up to be but honest no, right, so I did say 8 minutes like, 33 so I was way off I was way off I gave him 5 minutes 30 something yeah. so we're like an hour and a half in or something yeah. um, it's some of the some of the songs on Sleep Token are too long mm. and meandering mm. when you just get a wee bit lost going am I'm, I'm, I'm still listening to this and that's me saying that as a fan. Yeah. But I do love it. I do love all of it. I love anything that's about... Uh, I, I'm a goth at heart, so anything yeah. that's really miserable. And mm. I love all the lyrics in it. So the, the lyrics are all about like misery and unrequited love and all of that. Brilliant. Mm. Love it. And I love the drummer. I think he's phenomenal. But that's me speaking as a non-drummer. Dave's probably like, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. Dave's like that with everyone. <laughs> Dave's like that with me. It's like Dave, but, I'm going to um, be your best man at your wedding. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. If you must. But yeah, so I, I loved it. Loved it. Thought it was really ambitious of them. Proud yeah. of where they're going. Nice, nice. Um, what else? What else have we been checking out? Um, do we do we mention Metallica or do we just skip that one? <laughs> oh, skip it. Skip I listened it. to it. Did you? Yes, oh, I'm surprised you even listened I, to it. I honest. listened to it because we spoke about it. Uh, was it outside Cannibal Corpse? Was it outside Cannibal Corpse? And, um, yes, it was. Yeah, you'd said you'd listened to it and you were... <clears throat> had you finished it or you were struggling? No, I hadn't it? finished it, no. Yeah. Um, I couldn't finish it. I, <laughs> no. did, they sound like a Metallica covers band. I, I listened to it all. I didn't switch it off. Did you? Yeah, I got to listen to it all. It wasn't worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think... 
interesting because I think how we discussed this is very similar to what Lisa just said about sleep token in that I think when Metallica do anything now I think there are people that have an inability to look over their mediocrity will instantly say it's a classic and those that will instantly just call it shit Um, Mm. it is okay if Metallica Metallica were a band starting just now and handed that album over to a record label they would not be signed yeah, exactly. Yeah. My biggest problem, though, and it's a huge fucking problem with the album. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, settle in because I might be a while. <laughs> okay. Was the cover of the album and the colour <laughs> of the fucking album and what happened on release day was the entire of social media yes. yeah. all went bright yellow. Everything yeah. went yellow and it was like eye blindness. <laughs> it, was just, it was awful. Anyway, so that that's it. It's, Sorry, Metallica. Yeah, it's uh, like I say, like I, I don't. It's not even a safe album. The previous album was a safe album. It's just a boring album. Yeah, it's a really, really, really boring, boring, boring it's album. Far too long, like far, far too long. Yeah, and it's not even like they use that length to experiment. It's, no. it's just more of the same, <laughs> really. Um, but I do. I, I love. It's sad because I love Metallica. I really, really love them as a band, and I always am hopeful when they bring out an album that this is. But they're never going to get that fire back. No, they I, just aren't. Yeah. The one positive I do have is I think I think James actually put in a decent vocal performance on this album. There are tracks on this album where you can hear he is pushing his vocals somewhere else. You know, just trying something a bit new, which I, I appreciate that. But the rest of the album, I listen to all, and the word I would describe as torturous. Uh, so, um, yeah. I thought it was just a bit pub pub band, you know. It's just like this is what I'm saying. They would never be. They would never like. And every one, every, every publication again are so scared shitless to say anything bad against Metallica. Yeah. And as a result, the reviews across the board have been of like, if it's out of five, it's been above a three point five, and it's if it's out of ten, it's been seven or above, and mm. it's not. A seven out of ten is is so. It's a basic album. It's a basic bitch of an album. Um, and that's what I'm saying. That's 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 is <laughs> it steals the oxygen from other bands that are doing infinitely better things that came out that week. Um, yeah. That got nothing, no press, no nothing at all because Metallica had a new album out. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Okay. Um, yes, we did Metallica. Um, the other ones, a couple of big, big ones. So, Lisa, you mentioned earlier, Fallout Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Um, Holy shit! I totally That's an amazing that. album. I, I didn't even know it came out. I was totally missed it. And then someone mentioned it on Twitter, and I was like, "What? That's out? All right, okay. Better check that out." And I'm not <sighs> even like a huge Fallout Boy Fallout Boy fan. No. Um, but I might need to hand in my metal card because. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. That's a banger of an album. You need to go, but they've got. I, I am a big Fallout Boy fan. I'm, I'm not, not either. I'm on Dave's. I'm yeah. on Dave's side. I'm not. So I've come into this. So Dave and I are on team. I, I've. I, I, there's every every album they put out for me since they started has been seventy five percent of a great album with a couple mm. of pillars. Like the, I, I think the. I think like uh, what's his name, Patrick Stump. That's the vocalist, isn't it? I think his melodies are fucking incredible. 
His vocal melodies are absolutely incredible and they've always been incredible. And yes, mm. they were lumped in at that kind of panic at the disco, cheesy, emo y, pop punky thing early on, and rightly so, because that's the music that we're writing for. But when they started getting more experimental with pop and producers in particular, which is the last three albums, um, that's when things started getting really, really interesting for me. They, yeah. they, they started doing things different. And they were at mm-hmm. a scale where they were taking risks. Like, uh, in comparison to Metallica, where there are no risks, they take risks. Granted, they're pop risks, but um, coming out of this one, I was hopeful it was going to be great, and it's fucking great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm immensely happy that they've re- returned because they were, you know, they don't have to do anything now. They are multi, multi, multi millionaires. They don't have to write yeah. another album ever. I'm listening to it about three times a day at the moment. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I've driven my entire family nuts with this album because I put it on in the kitchen and I'm jumping about making the dinner and it's it's like oral ecstasy. Mm. It's such a feel-good album. Yeah. And I'd be interested to know, Duncan, because yeah. you're a previous Fallout Boy fan, yeah. if you think that there's any filler on this album because every yeah. song that I hear is brilliant. This is the best one they've put out in a while. Uh, for sure yeah. definitely and so it sound like they're having so much fun with it and there's so many different styles mm-hmm. in music i mean i think at one point there's disco beats on it it goes into jazz there's a mm. ballad i just love everything about it and i'm like dave you know gonna have to hand in my metal credentials because <laughs> holy shit this so far is my favorite album of the year wow my favorite hands down it's best really, really, thing really i've heard this year it's really so good. much fun. Mm. Makes me feel brilliant. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Fall Out Boy. Um, so that is uh, So Much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. Um, the other one that we've probably all checked out would be Enter Shikari, which mm-hmm. also came out um, in the last month. Um, kind of similar to Fall Out Boy. Never really been a fan of Enter Shikari either, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I am really enjoying this new album. Like, it's... It's very British, um, but it's <laughs> catchy as hell. Like the, the the vocal hooks on this are massive. That drum production is punchy as fuck. Um, and although I like, I'm not always a huge fan of that like very English vocal style, but it, it kind of grew on me really quickly. Um, and it's quite a it's quite a glossy kind of album, very pop heavy at times. But I actually didn't mind it at all for some reason. I think if you just don't overthink it. And just enjoy the bangers then it's a very easy listen um i thought it was really good really impressed with that one duncan you've been a fan um, though before you were you uh, listened to them yeah I th- like previously. see i went i was on the train then off the train uh, right, and now okay. back on the train so when they first came out being as interested in like back in the day in samples and synths i thought yeah. inter shikari were one of the more interesting bands doing that stuff like incorporating it in a really smart way um and maybe their first two two albums i was i was kind of on board mm. and then i felt like they kind of lost direction for the longest time and i hear that occasionally hear a single and it kind of makes me want to listen to the album and i'll start listening to the album and i realize that there isn't actually a lot there for me um yeah. this one's brilliant though and i i think it's maybe because the pressure's off you know what i mean the yeah. pressure's yeah. off them now and i think yeah. they're just they're doing what they want to do and they're having fun doing it and that can be just as important to writing music as 
having all the time in the world to write something. You know, if you if you've got something that gives you the passion, something that you're interested in, and like a positive outlook, um, it shines through. It's is a very very infectious album. Um, mm. So it, that's it, you know. that's one of the main points that I picked up on was the positivity mm. around mm. the whole. Um, the lyrics and the music but also it filtered through into their press campaign and there was just such a positive message that they put out when they were doing their press and everything it was beautiful really really beautiful um, and it got them right up there to number one it was nice to see all the fans and the industry as it came up to release week getting behind them yeah. and pushing them up to that number one spot so mm. lovely lovely moment this year <laughs> I don't know why my voice has gone all posh. It's like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for them. For God's sake. Um, what about like, something, uh, something slightly heavier? What about Drain, Duncan? What about this Drain album? Jesus H. Christ. So, was that like about a week before that, that album came out? Um, I came across some, one of these like sponsored things on Facebook. Um, and it was one of their singles and I heard it and it was just that, it's that California hardcore punk sound, mm. just like sunshine throughout but with balls yeah. and um, I I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely loved it and then I was like that right we're going to get the we're going to get this hit on the old iTunes so it, it drops um, like when it comes in I think I listened to it like three times and, and it, it's like 20, 20 odd minutes three times back to back um, as soon as it came out, uh, I'm still. Uh, it's my summer album. I I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, Living proof. It's it's what ten tracks. It's twenty five minutes long. It's out mm. on Epitaph. Who would have thought they'd still be on the go? Um, <laughs> I kid, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's fucking awesome, and it is just. It has that nineties hardcore punk. Just all the stuff that I didn't listen to in the nineties that I now appreciate now that I'm not in the nineties anymore. It's <laughs> kind of grown into it. Um, I kind of love it the same way that is there. I think Turnstile have a lot to do with my appreciation for a lot of kind of hardcore and punk in the last couple of years, particularly. Mm. But then we heard Zulu at the start of the year, and that Zulu yeah. album is fucking incredible. And I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of enjoying this kind of rhythm. That maybe I'd like, maybe not necessarily unnoticed, but this kind of wave mm. of kind of hardcore punk that's just working its way through just now, mm -hmm. and it's fucking awesome. <clears throat> and the Drain album does nothing that you've not heard any other band do before. But by God, do they do it well? And it finishes with a track we were talking about this uh, yesterday in a car park, almost midnight. Um, the last track, <laughs> which is the title track, "Living Proof," starts off with cowbell, and it's fucking pickled onion behind the eye cowbell. You know, it's just like uh, you're wincing like that. And a drummer who dares. To be caught on microphone shouting one, two, three, four, as he's counting one, two, three, four. Fucking love it. The balls. The ball, like, I'd rather producer would have wiped that out, but not that. I, I think it's I think it's I so want to see them. They'll not come across here, but I so want to see them. Mm. Um I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I Dave, I I've spoken about it so much that you must be sick of it. Um how you like you liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I was I, I was on my radar. I'd heard a couple of the singles beforehand, so I was looking forward to it uh, coming out, but I don't think I was even prepared for it, to be honest. Even from hearing the singles, when I heard the album, I was just hooked in instantly. Just, this goes hard for, for like 25 minutes. 
Um, and every second of it is bitching. Like, it is just... <laughs> Stop laughing, Lisa. It's... We're bearing our souls <laughs> it hard. goes hard for 25 minutes. I'm just like, all right, that, then. That, that is a sort of statement that we're not used to saying. So. No. <laughs> your mind is in the gutter. Always covered there. I said no. <laughs> I have been clean. I know. So well behaved, Duncan. Letting the side down. Um, I was picking up some uh, comeback kid vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of gridiron in there as well, a little bit of turnstile as well. But um, what they what they do really well in this album is they they keep the momentum going. Um, and it's a hardcore album that's you know it's, so it's hard to switch off after you've started it. Um, but they just hit you with rager after rager, and they keep you wanting more. So Sorry great, for all these sexual innuendos in this. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that at all. But um, there's also a couple of curveballs in there as well. Uh, intermission. It's a terrible sexual innuendo. <laughs> intermission being one of them, which has this like kind of trap, kind of rap, yeah, kind of vibe. And then there's a Descendants cover on there as well, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good things, which is fucking awesome. Super catchy chorus. Um, it just yeah, just great from start to finish. It's got some really savage moments on it though. Like there's although you're saying like it's a like a summer album, yep. it's still heavy as balls. Oh, like, the, the riffs really are fucking great. And the production yeah. as well. The production is just it's punchy, it's awesome. And then the album artwork is as as nineties fucking Rob Zombie as you could get. <laughs> Do you know, like Dave made me listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made her listen to <laughs> Made this. me listen to this. And I took some notes. I took a couple of notes because I hadn't heard this one. <laughs> and I wrote John John Ya Ya Kakakakaka John There's a good blur. Yeah. Like at the start. And then I got halfway in and I was like, this is boy music. <laughs> and the fact the fact that you're both wanking yourself silly over it <laughs> makes my notes even more. Yep. True. It's boy music. It, he sounds like he's chewing out his words. It is proper, like hardcore. Yep. Yep. And i I was tuning out to that. But I find that interesting. I don't know what label they're on. But you were talking about Zulu, um, yeah. and there's a there's a whole load of bands coming off of Flat Spot Records, and I do like all of them. Mm. So, I don't know, I don't, I, I just didn't like this one. It's not for me. Um, uh, Epitaph as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's okay. the Epitaph. Uh, all right. Per, per <clears throat> so at the moment, I, I'm hoping they come over, but yeah, I think, that, yeah, it, it hit me just right. And like, I I am not a mark for this sort of music. This is Dave's bag generally, but. Um, <laughs> Like Zulu, just kind of yeah, boy music. Yeah, uh, like the like that that Zulu album has been spun to death as well, and this yeah. one just sits really comfortable right beside it for me. So, um, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. I I I, I can't switch off. Pretty much, no. So. Uh, nice. Yes. While while we're on um, aggressive music, um, another one that I'd, I'd mentioned to Lisa that I wanted to drop in was uh, the new album from Bandit. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Bandit, Dave. <laughs> um, I I didn't know anything about these guys prior to listening to this. Um, the album's called Siege of Self. Um, it's it's thirteen tracks and it's like twenty two minutes. Perfect. Um, and it's just. <laughs> an explosion for 22 minutes it's just kind of chaotic and hardcore but it's got this kind of moorish kind of grindcore in there as well a little bit of pig destroyer in places um but quite on the the kind of groovier side of things um it just it doesn't fuck about and 
every track is just a rager, like just weaves in and out of blasts and savage grooves. It's got a fucking bitchin' production and there's like zero excess fat on this. It's just like 22 minutes and it's done and it's fucking awesome. Um, so if you haven't checked out Bandit and Stage Yourself, then give that a listen. What did you think, Lisa? Did you? I, I actually really liked it. Yeah, you made yes. me listen to this one as well. And <laughs> so the notes are, and this is why I don't do reviews because yeah, the notes are noisy, short, dissonant. There's like a, he does a woo, like a, like a Ibina berry. He just goes <laughs> off on one and you don't expect it. And I was like, that's fucking magic. Uh, it sounds like everyone's trying to outdo each other with their aggression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's some really cool guitar work. And then I've written, what the fuck are the guitars doing now? I don't know. <laughs> At one point, they're just heading off. And then I've done the Jan Ratatata, chow, chow, chow. So clearly they, they just went off on one yeah. at that point. And then they end with a, ah, brilliant. That's, and it was fast. Amazing. Amazing. Fast and angry. And I like that. But you don't want to do reviews. I know. <laughs> we could get through reviews so much quicker if we did them like that. <laughs> I'll do them on TikTok for you, just wee shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I uh, love that one. Um, what else? What else? Duncan, anything you want to mention or highlight? Yeah, I can do a one-two punch of EPs yeah. if you want. Um, so uh, Brand of Sacrifice released a brand new EP between oh, yeah. Death and Dreams. I really like it. Like the, <laughs> the, the, they've leaned towards the the synthy electronic-y yeah. more on this and I think it suits them. Um, if that's the sound you want to keep doing, I would much rather they do that because it differentiates them from the million bands he sounded like before. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think they've found a, a bit of a sense of identity on this one. It also helps that it's short. <laughs> like this, yeah. nice and short, gets in, does it. Um, some really cool melody on it as well and it wasn't something I, I, I'd picked up before that they were so long since we listened to it but um I, I thoroughly enjoyed this and then the other one is a you have to bear with me here so this one <laughs> um is a, a kind of crossover collab ep you're looking at me as if i've just said words that don't match um so the artist is phase one um and phase <gasps> one right so lisa's on this wait to hear this yeah. Uh, so Phase 1 have released an EP called Phase 1 X UNFD, which I think might be unified. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it is a four-track um, EP of collaborations between them and other artists. The first track is them with Polaris. The second track is them with Era. The third track is them with Vision, uh, Void of Vision. And then the fourth one is them in Red Hook. And it fucking slaps. Um, it's... it's, it's electronic-y, it's catchy, it's poppy, it's heavy, it's good. Um, and it's very Duncan. Very, it's very 100% Duncan. Duncan. Um, <laughs> it it kind of, it just reminded me of, you used to get those, was it Loud? Was it Loud Sound? Was that one where they had all the new metal bands, uh, Loud Rock, sorry, Loud Rocks, was the, it was the collaboration between rappers and metal stars right. and like it's a, it was an album from like 2000 but i had all the whoever was fucking any new metal band at the time mm. and all these different rap stars did a collaboration thing and some of those tracks were fucking amazing and it kind of reminded me of that's what would happen if you brought that to the electronic world it's really 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 fucking cool mm. um so yeah i would highly recommend that because i knew nothing about that and the interesting thing about it is none of those bands have been publicizing it mm. either there's nothing on the era page or anything you know mentioned that they've been 
checking any of that stuff out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I found it. I found it via, via YouTube or something because yeah. I hadn't seen it and was like, "What is this?" Mm. And I immediately thought Duncan would like. Dun- this. Yeah, <laughs> Duncan. Duncan did. Uh, and then the other one is Scowl. Um, so our oh, yeah. boy uh, Ross mentioned this. Um, so I finally checked this out. It's psychic dance routine. Uh, this is fucking great. Mm. So he, I think he described them as being a bit more kind of a, a kind of like um, milk teeth, but oh, a bit heavier and uh, yeah. kind of a bit weirder. And it is. Uh, it's really, really, really good. The the female uh, vocalist at the beginning, she's got a really great kind of screamy voice, but her singing voice just sits like perfectly in the pocket for what they're doing. Um, mm. It's nice and short as well. It's 10 minutes long. It's on Flat Spot Records. Um, oh, there you go. And uh, it, it's, it's great. It, it, like finishes, you want more, uh, which is the hallmark of a great EP. Uh, you mm-hmm. should want more from it. You should want it to be... Um, a feature length uh, whenever you listen to them so yeah those are some of the EPs I have a couple albums as well but I'll let cool. you speak um, <laughs> what else have we got uh, that was a criticism the last time you were on Lisa was uh, maybe I monopolised a bit too much of the conversation and that came from more than one angle <laughs> oh sweetheart it's fine we love listening to you <laughs> lies <laughs> um, one that I mentioned was, um, uh, was the, uh, the new album from Chuf. <laughs> which, <laughs> which could be the greatest band name I've ever heard, to be honest. That on purpose. Um, the, the album's called Dim Witted Immoral Exploitation, um, and they're a, a band from Melbourne, the kind of grindcore band from Melbourne. Um, right. I only checked out because of the name of the band, to be honest, but it turns out pretty fucking cool. Um, it's it's grindy, but probably leaning more on the kind of hardcore punk side of things so kind of in vain with like a like a napalm death or king parrot or like worm rot or something like that um again as you expect very short it's like 14 minutes um so it's pretty much over before you know it but a lot of character to it um it sounds very much like it's been kind of recorded in a room you know just like that just plug in and let's fucking go but it's super chunky sounding for that type of recording mm-hmm. um and the bass is thick like Double C thick on the album it is so cool. Um, so check out them. Chuf is the name of the band. Uh, <laughs> Spell it for us. C H O O F. Um, so that was pretty cool. Quite enjoyed that. Um, also checked out the new Chrome Waves because we reviewed the last album. Was that last year? I think it was last year. Um, they've got a new album out called Earth Will Shed Its Skin. Um, the last album we both liked we had kind of mixed kind feelings of shoegazy, on wasn't it shoegazy they were a black metal band originally yeah. um and then they started to move into this kind of shoegaze kind of element and with little little tinges of black metal in there um but it was quite catchy like there was yeah. a couple of tracks of really like catchy choruses um this kind of continues that like melancholic shoegazy feel um with the little black metal tones and the vocals um, but again, with that occasional clean, catchy chorus, I think it's probably on par with the last right. album, to be honest. Um, some tracks that really stand out, and then there's others that maybe just don't leave as much of an impact. Um, but I think it's probably slightly more consistent overall. Um, that was the problem hear... with the previous one, is I felt yeah. it was one or two songs that just felt like you know, yes. kind of half-written, you yeah. know what I mean? I think that the choruses might be slightly stronger on this one, especially the, the kind of second half of the album. I thought it was stronger. Um, so you can hear there's a bit of involvement in the, the songwriting. So um, it's pretty cool. Chrome Waves, uh, Earth Will Shed Its Skin. It's worth a, 
worthwhile listening. Um, did you check out Spotlights? I mentioned, I know it was his last night. I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, but... uh, so that that was first thing I listened to oh, this cool. morning. Um, yeah, and you're right, it's a Duncan band. Uh, oh, was I right? Yeah, oh, I do, like, <laughs> do me gothy, you know, um, alternative. Bit, um, we've got a Nine Inch Nails on there, I thought. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call. Um, kind of, nice. kind of, almost, uh, kind of um, less in the instrumentation, but more in the songwriting. Kind of reminded me of kind of Fragile Era mm. uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Spotlight's they, they, um, Alchemy for the Dead. It's yeah, called. It was. It was pretty cool. Kind of doomy, kind of post metal, but yeah. a lot of nice as well. Touches, uh, what was that? I said there are three pieces as well. Yes. So a three piece uh, uh, vocals from both um, the. Uh, I think she's a guitarist of the one of the two the the two front yeah. people a guy and a girl one plays guitar one plays bass both of them do vocals a wee bit um wee bit of kind of like death tones or pams as well in there yeah. at times i thought was pretty cool a lot of nice atmosphere and it's quite slow burn i thought like but they they do a kind of good job of building that to a kind of climax to give smashing you. pumpkins but dave doesn't like them, don't so. mention the smashing pumpkins <laughs> don't ruin it um worth a listen though yeah. um, i thought vocally I thought it had really, some really cool moments it's, it's yeah. got oh, I, I, I didn't get to that one Yep. Yeah, I didn't get to that when I ran out of time. Yeah, worth um, a listen. Has anyone listened to Left to Suffer yet? With their album Feral. Oh <laughs> yes, Left to Suffer, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so 25 minutes, 8 songs, um, heavy as fuck. Uh, like, I want I want to buy their uh, producer a drink. Um, because <laughs> like this sounds so fucking disgustingly heavy. Um, it popped up to me because there's a guest appearance by Kim Dracula, who is... If you're on YouTube or anything like that, is everywhere at the moment. Um, I don't, I don't actually think Kim Dracula has an album out yet. I think it's all just all singles. Mm. Yeah, like just keep seeing singles popping up on YouTube. Yeah, like, like, right. just like, but they're all like there's like huge production value and all the rest. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's a short listen, um, which like will instantly get rewards with me because you can you, know, like, you can get through it short. But it was the production. Like, the riffs are really cool. Drum production and bass, nice and thick. And yeah. it, you know, it it has a couple of couple of tricks that reminded me of kind of early day, but better produced Slipknot, mm-hmm. um, and some of the riffing. It chugs away; it doesn't overstay its welcome. You pretty much get all the tricks the band have by the last song, and then yeah. it knows to check it at that point. So I, I, I dug it. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I last I liked um the last thing they did as well. Um, I think they've just announced a signing. No, I think they've just signed to a bigger label. I'm sure I saw something about mm. like that just in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, also checked out um a new, I don't know if they're if they're a new band, but the the new album from a band called Moonreich. Um, the album is called Amer. So it's um, <laughs> when I was listening, I was thinking, have you ever? wondered what a, a more blackened gojira would sound like Ooh. yes dave yes uh, actually yes. i have <laughs> well check out amer by moonreich um it is five songs and 43 minutes in length um and is very french it is very french there are gojira comparisons all over it um in terms of the the, the big grooves um and the, the chunky rhythms um but where they go slightly differently is this has this kind of black metal streak that pushes a more kind of extreme sound um overall it's a bit the riffs are a bit faster more aggressive um there's more blast beats um and the lead work leans right into that kind of black black metal territory mm. um feels like at moments i was like they're kind of jumping on the the gary wave a little bit um yeah they're obviously quite a big name at the minute but still a very enjoyable album um and i quite like 
I'm not a huge black metal guy, but I like crossover black metal. Yeah. So black metal yeah. with anything else mixed in, I'll give it a listen. And this is this is worth a listen. Um, what else? I think there's a couple other ones on here somewhere. Um, Nightmare. Anyone check out Nightmare? Um, they are um, from members of the Ocean and War from a Harlot's Mouth. So they. Oh wow. They've kind of like now called it a day, but um, it's kind of very dissonant death metal, um, kind of gore guts, ulcerate type kind of dissonant stuff. Bit of it, quite experimental in places in the guitar work, um, but really cool. Um, it's it's one that takes a few listens. Like it's because there's so much going on. It's not one that I was instantly like, yes, here we go. I, it took me a, a little bit of time just for it to kind of grow on me, but. When you listen to it more and more, you kind of start to appreciate it a little bit more. Very ominous sounding. Um, so I felt like I had to be in a particular mood to go back to it as well. But um, I think it's only their second album, but it's definitely one to watch for sure. Um, Def- Deformity Adrift, the album's called. Uh, and Nightmare was the, the name of the band. Uh, and the only other one I had, which I just, just listened to in the last day or so, was the new Servers album. Um, they've just put out one come out last week i think maybe last week um i yeah. like the two the 20 2014 album uh leave with us i adore that album mm-hmm. absolutely fucking stunning album um and they've kind of been on my radar ever since um i checked out pretty much everything they've, they've released um based on the, the quality of that album um this one again is another really good quality album from them um and there's there's kind of moments on it where i feel like they show that that kind of brilliance they had on Leave With Us. And then there are a few tracks that maybe don't grab me quite as much as they should. Um, or maybe just the experimentation they tried maybe just didn't land. Um, has There's a lot of moments of like Baroness and Mastodon, if you've never heard them before, but they have their, their own sound for sure. Like you, you can tell a server's track a mile away because they have a particular style and character, especially in the vocals. Um, but you can you can hear them getting better as well, which is also fascinating. Like their their delivery and their songwriting does seem to kind of go up a notch. Um, so I I don't think we've heard the best from them yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's probably still more to come. Um, the Vertical Plane is the the name of the new album. If you want to check that one out, yeah, that's, it's it's something to do with. It's all written around um, the issue of sleep paralysis. Oh yeah, and the the sort of myths that surround that you know like the there's like meant to be like the old hag or something that comes they've had sleep paralysis so yeah i don't know too much about it but i'm sure like i was reading one of the singles so they've written there's a whole really cool uh theme behind it uh but i like those boys they they work really hard um they're in yorkshire i think they're in barnsley Uh, or something okay um yeah, I remember Lovely them, guys. covered them back in the rock and roll days, like just blast from the past, but pretty cool. Uh, well worth checking out the, the new Servers album. Anything else you want to mention? Um, I only have two, so Go I checked it. out the new Currents album. Uh, mm. So that's uh, The Dead We Speak. Yeah. Um, Sim's huge. <laughs> like, once again, like Sim's yeah. absolutely massive and vicious. Um, I've never been the biggest Currents fan, if I'm honest yeah um and my issue always comes back to at the end i'm always kind of left struggling to think about like a standout moment i think what they do is they deliver really 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 consistently very powerful very aggressive songs but i I always kind of feel like there's an element missing and i don't know what that is Mm -hmm. um 
but I, I thought it was once again it sounded great it sounded huge but it just is not the most memorable of albums and then another one which came from kind of left field I was like listening to it yesterday because I thought let's cram more albums in to talk about this <laughs> uh, was Predatory Void oh yeah uh, that was Seven cool. Keys to the Discomfort of Being so a uh, female fronted blackened death metal question mm-hmm. mark um, female fronted is such a shit term you never say you never say male fronted. You would, but gonna... if I said if I said um, they are a black and death metal band, instantly people would assume male fronted. So, so bad. I want to stress vocals. She, I would much rather they were all women, right? <laughs> like I would, I would. And the reason behind it is like because what she does on here is she not only brings the savage kind of black metal style vocals but she fucking sings on it and there's no ears or graces in it and her voice is beautiful and haunting and i wish more fucking men who could do a bit of singing and a bit of melody would fucking do it on an album instead of going our fans will reject it can you sing yes then fucking sing if you can't don't um so it annoys me and i'd like she's she is a great quality on this one i think she elevates it above what would be musically a, a relatively interesting album but she makes mm. it a very interesting album so mm. uh, seven keys to the discomfort of being by predatory void yes there we are yeah it was cool so i like that one and right and i was like indiana jones grabbing his hat there <laughs> <laughs> we go um, um so Quite a fair amount of albums in April um, that we listened to. One or two. I mean, Lisa only put out how many? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It was just like, it felt felt like 30. (laughs) Uh, But I I don't know, maybe 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. 10's are not. You're one. You're one PR company. 10's are. Too many, Dave. I I don't know how many were on, but I'm pretty sure we were in the hundreds last year. Let me put this question to you. Which album would you pick oh. if you had to put your money down and say this album was the best album of April? What would it be? The way you phrased that question has got me all confused now. Why am <laughs> I putting my money down here? Like, who's judging this? <laughs> if you can send it to my PayPal, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I would have just said, what was your favourite release in April? Okay, but Dave what was your favourite album of April? I don't know why I mentioned money. I don't know. I don't know why. why I, I was like, we've never done money before. You just uh, do more this dramatic. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sad now because I would have picked Fallout Boy, but I picked something else. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Fallout Boy's March. So you're fine. Well, was it Was it March? Yeah, oh, yeah it was right March, at the end yeah. of March. So yeah. Can I have it for April too? And, <laughs> and um, May and June. I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I was picking between. I'd, oh. I'd, I'd narrowed down to three. And weirdly, all kind of punk albums, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> April was just that month. Um, so I was between Grave Pleasures and Plague Boys, yep. uh, Poison Ruin and Harvest, and nice. Riverhead and Cancer were the three albums that I had locked it down to. Um, I thought I knew where you were going with this, and I think I still might be right. <laughs> Um, there was one of those albums that there was two of those albums that scored five. Yeah. Um, Poison Ruin and Riverhead. Just give them away like sweeties, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> um, again, just to my PayPal, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> um, but well, there was one uh, one out of those two albums that just 
did something to my insides when I listened to um, the uh, and my outsides. Um, the... <laughs> I think we're overcompensating now. Uh... It's not. A, it's not a fun album either. Um, so no, Riverhead and Cancer uh, was my album of the month in April. Just phenomenal album. Um, the the theme that was behind it obviously is cancer, um, because of uh, Jacob's diagnosis. So Jacob Bredal is a vocalist. I was. Obviously, he's a producer. We've had him on the show on podcast. Um, he was the vocalist in Hate Sphere for many years. Um, but he is uh, the singer of Riverhead. He's who like he only six joined foot seven. He's jujitsu, and that's not why Dave is giving it his album. He can, he can snap me in half. Um, <laughs> but he is. Um, he joined Riverhead um, only a couple of years ago, and then was diagnosed with cancer right after it, and had to go through that whole ordeal of treatment and all that sort of stuff. And then he's. he's basically the, the theme the album um quite heavily on on that diagnosis and his kind of experience of it so it's quite heartbreaking at times um just one of those albums that really kind of hits you hard um but i think as well as us knowing him from the hate sphere days and what yeah. he's capable of and hearing this other side of him which is just like completely different kind of blew me away um and it's an album that i just every time i hear it i'm just like i just kind of fall in love with it every time I hear it again. So that was my pick for April, Riverhead and Cancer. Must be quite cathartic for him to put yeah. all of that into an album yeah. and get all of that emotion out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a vulnerable sounding album. Yeah. Mm. I think that's I think that's one of its endearing qualities is like when you when you listen to it you feel it all the you feel like you're you're there with him. It's yeah. a it's a, it's a weird it's a, an excellent album. Um yeah. So yeah. Duncan, where did you go for your pick? If you had to put money, if you had to put cryptocurrency <laughs> on that. <laughs> I did, Dave. I did. I put £15 in a man's hand and got a t-shirt, uh, which I'm wearing tonight, which uh, in the audio format people can't hear. Yeah, I, w- I was with you. The, the top three for me were Great Pleasures. Oh, um, oh I don't right. So I fucking love that album. Um, obviously, our boy Jacob will always get respect, but he like, did a blinder. And then uh, Poison Rune Harvest, which is my is my number one i fucking love this album uh once again not the sort of album that on paper i would instantly be like attracted to but mm. just I, I, there I, I i've lost count of how many times i've listened to it i will be very surprised when we get to the end of the year and uh, that isn't my most played album yeah I'd, I'm still like all the time fucking absolutely love it and it makes me even happier when I see people moan about it um, I'm drinking those sweet tears of misery very much the same way I was when people started moaning about St Anger with Metallica and I'm like oh let me bask in here and enjoy the misery um, now this is this is absolute. I can I, in all seriousness I can see if I can see if you're not acclimated to what they're trying to do mm. Um with the style of the music, the error they're trying to evoke, I could see why you might be going to use the word ignorant. Ignorant, <laughs> um, you know, ignorant towards the the sound. But um, I can make out everything that's happening on it. It's just got a sheen on it that I think just gives it a little bit. It's like you described it best, Dave. It kind of feels like you've you know you're opening a drawer and you find a cassette tape and you're like, mm. oh, I'll bring it the old cassette player from upstairs. Um, when I say upstairs, I mean the loft. You like switch it on, you hit play, and that's the sound that comes out. And yeah. you know, I'm old enough to remember what that sounds like, and yeah. it nails it. And it's mm. not, it's that's... not artificial. And having seen them live, 
um, as well. All that energy you hear on the release is there live as well. So yeah, Poison Brewing Harvest. Fucking love it. Love it! <laughs> <laughs> Lisa. I've gone for a genre that I keep saying that I hate and then, <laughs> and then keep picking bands from it. So I've gone for a thrash band. Um, yeah, I've gone for Enforced and War Remains and uh. it's it's not pure thrash, it's like crossover thrash. Mm. So I've got 33 minutes of pummeling crossover thrash from Virginia, USA. <laughs> and I like it because it's fast and nasty. It yeah. just absolutely gets the fucking job done. And mm. that's what you want. Yeah. Um, brutal Assault from start to finish and only two tracks just barely eclipse the four minute mark they're just <laughs> blistering through just yep. fucking have it like all of it love it um and several of the tracks land under three uh bouncing riffs lots of breakdowns a good dose of groove and yeah it's just fucking brilliant really really good album nice. didn't expect to like it mm. didn't yeah read all the stuff was like yeah i won't like that thrash put it on have it love it <laughs> amazing i love when music does that to you i love yeah. it yeah, yeah. I, I, that was that's poison rune for me like literally switched on and i, I like straight away was just like yes yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. is this is me it, it connects with me can't explain why it connects with me but yeah. it does yeah but then if you'd read it on paper first and you were reading about medieval punk would you have just been like what medieval <laughs> punk, like that's the thing that's I, I, in, in part once again, I'd, I'd like to stress not to upset people. There, there is a reason I don't listen. Uh, sorry, I don't read press yeah. statements when they come in. Yeah. I just listen to the album because I, I try and go in with unless I know what the band sounds like specifically with mm -hmm. new ones. I try and go in with as clear, uh, you know, a, a slate as possible. So there's not buzzwords, keywords, bands that they're being compared yeah. to whatever. And I come away and that first listen very seldom changes for me in terms of mm -hmm. like like contextually. But if David said to me, I've got this kind of lo-fi punk band that I'm going to send over to you, I, I don't know if I would have wanted to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, everything just, everything works. just want to stress that medieval themed, but they don't dress up like they're, they're in Camelot or anything. They're not in chainmail and stuff. And... No, 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 no. They're, 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 um, their singer uh, looks like he could do your uh, tax returns at the end of the year. Um He's like he's a small, unassuming guy with a very normal haircut and a pair of aviator glasses, um, the big ones like that, and so much energy that he terrified me. And he's a small, small guy. Um, wow. So yeah, I fucking loved it. Loved it. Nice. Loved it. So there, there we go. go. Oh, album picks. Um, okay, Ooh. gonna play some more music for you. Um, now the bassist of the next band I'm about to play. May also be a fellow Buchanan. <laughs> now I'm not saying that's the reason I'm playing him on the podcast, but in the words of Dom Toretto, nothing stronger than family. Hashtag Fast and Furious for life, y'all. Uh, our third track in the podcast comes from. Sure, that's not alcoholic beer you're on there. <laughs> sure. There's nothing stronger than family, Duncan. Um, our third track of the podcast comes from Edinburgh Metal Titans, Dog Tired. Yes, get in. <laughs> the band's new single, Eyes of the Divine, comes from their upcoming album, The Red Verse, which will be released on June 3rd. Uh, Dark Riffs with 
cavernous grooves, thunderous drums, and fiercely melodic vocals. Dog tired are armed to the teeth with an intimidating <laughs> array of metal weaponry. <laughs> the Red Verse is an album of brute force combined with engulfing atmosphere and thrilling storytelling delivered with consummate skill and musicianship. The album was recorded at Nameless City Sound Studio with, in Lauder with King Witches' Jamie Gilchrist and has the world-class sound to match its world-class set of songs. Rich, warm, organic, textured, and above all, monstrously heavy. Uh, check them out, facebook.com forward slash dog tired metal, if you like what you hear. And uh, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Topic This was a, a topic that kind of came to mind from something that happened a couple of weeks ago. 
um we were we were reviewing the new one of the new acacia strain albums a couple of weeks back and <laughs> during the, the review we, right. uh, we got onto the subject of the opening track of their 2004 album uh, 3750 the track is called car bomb yeah and we were uh, like just like reminiscing over how good that track was and like yeah. how we used to play it in the, the rehearsal studio with our band all that sort of stuff so yeah. Afterwards, I was like, you know, that's quite an interesting topic to maybe discuss a little bit further. Painful is the word that's from. <laughs> yeah, well, not time I was thinking, painful is the word. Sounds like a great idea. Um, Terrible idea. And since obviously we've got Lisa here as well, I thought this would be yeah. quite interesting. Why not share the pain? Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> exactly. You made me think. There's a reason we stopped doing topics. Remember, we did <laughs> topics for a while there and then we yeah. stopped doing them. And this yeah. is why, because. It's just like, it's like someone saying, what's your favourite movie? And you're like, all of them? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Dave, thanks. Yeah. Um, the, the difficulty I had was I found it really tough because I was like, well, what what three Nickelback albums did I choose from? I mean, like, <laughs> there's, there's so many options here, you know what I mean? But ended up, I made a, actually, I said to you guys, I made a playlist initially because I was like, I'll put like maybe five, ten songs that I like in the playlist. I'll listen to them all and then I'll pick three from there. And then as I started adding to the playlist, I kept adding to the playlist. <laughs> and I said to you last night, Duncan, my playlist is sitting at 98 songs right now. Shocker. So I was like, right, okay, I've got 98 songs to pick from. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is oh. once we've, we've divulged our picks, I'm going to add Duncan and Lisa's picks to that list and I'll, I'll put it on the Metal Epidemic Spotify. I'll, I'll make it public so everyone can see that full list. Oh, Turns out it's actually a pretty fucking awesome playlist if I do say so myself, <laughs> but um i'll uh, i'll put that um live at the time so wait, the podcast comes out our, our three picks get added to your 98 <laughs> yeah. <picks>. <laughs> yes that's <laughs> correct <laughs> you've got that correct yep yeah. thanks dave power <laughs> works in metal epidemic like it's always your i do your, all the work your... is that basically what uh, you're saying there yeah. <laughs> that's amazing um so Lisa, um, we like we re- usually choose who's going to go first based on uh, penis size, which Duncan usually wins. So we usually end so up. I doing... would win that. I yeah. have bigger balls than Duncan McLeish. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We usually go through that scenario, and then Doug is like, "No, this is mine." I'm like, "Right, fair enough. You go first. And then we end up with doing rock, paper, scissors, and then this is mine. Yeah, that's how I introduce my. This is that's how I introduce my penis to everyone. This is mine. This is mine. <laughs> I'm going to ask Corinne that. I'm going to say, This is mine. Honestly, what are you doing right now? This is a rumor start, Dave. This is a rumor start. I can't. I can't. We have to stop now. That's what my t shirt's going to be. This is mine with an arrow pointing down. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) we used to do rock paper and scissors we used to do rock paper scissors yes (laughs) which is much more harmless than dick led Dave Um, actually crying although as as an alliteration and also as a fun way of giving you a new nickname dick dick led Dave might be the (laughs) (laughs) might be your new nickname my new (laughs) t-shirt Dear. I should start a t-shirt line, really should. Like, so many slogans, man. <laughs> Idea so many. factory, I told you that's what I do. Oh. Just trying to remember. Oh my god. Right, um, right what are we doing, Dave? So we're doing uh, top three 
favorite album openers. Um, Is it? Uh, do we have to order them, or can it just be three? Um, uh, I mean, I, I could order them. I've not. I don't know. Do I, that's what. No, I want to remove that because that feels okay. like an extra tier of that's admin fine. that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's three, an yeah. order. No, no, just, no. It's like when, whenever shit. we put top three or top five something to me, that mean that denotes an order. I haven't done an order, but denotes it. I've just treated this as three. Yeah. That's you guys great. are super nerds. I bloody love it. I bloody <laughs> love everything about this. <laughs> spreadsheets. Everything spreadsheets for me. So. so does anyone want to go first, or or are we doing rock paper scissors? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, for fuck! This is us like three hours now. I'll go put the kettle on. It does make it, <laughs> it does make it difficult because I was kind of hoping that everyone else would go first and then I could like say, "All right, I can take that off my list." But I don't think anyone will have this. So, okay. um, a... how about how about you go first? I'll go second, and we'll leave the big cheese, <laughs> the actual big Jeez. cheese, to last. I, See, that's how you introduce a nickname, Dave. Not over Twitter. Um, <laughs> Big Davey the Big Cheese. Big Cheesy to, Dave. Have to Dick Length Dave. We just lost that nickname already. <laughs> yep. You're not getting Dick Length Dave. I'm changing my Twitter handle. Denied. Right now, right now I'm changing my Twitter <laughs> yeah, Dick handle. Dick Length Dave's gone. Um, <laughs> Denied. <laughs> right, so um, my favourite album from this band, um, <laughs> it's not cited generally as their best album, but the internet is wrong. Um, <laughs> so there we Shots are. fired. Because uh-huh. it is. Uh-huh. Um, it also is the name of the album, so it's self-titled. I kind of love <clears> it when bands open albums with the title track from their album, because it's like, here's a statement of what, intent. What yeah. decade are we talking here, Duncan? We are talking 90s. Oh, right, okay. Probably new metal? No. No. Could, could you be more wrong, Dave? <laughs> I didn't realise we were playing Guess Who. <laughs> Does just... it wear glasses? Does it have a hat? Um, <laughs> we're um, we're going to still be here tomorrow at this yeah, rate if we're going to yeah, have to like, guess. What's he doing with it like that? Um, All right. <laughs> can, I, can I mention it now? Go for it, yeah. Uh, so this is The Great Southern Trend Kill by oh, Pantera. Yes. Opening yes. song. I, you know what I love about this is one, it starts off with Phil Anselmo screaming. <laughs> but yeah, drums going a bit mental, everything's just like, and then mm. you get maybe one of the most catchiest, bounciest southern. It is a fucking amazing song because it is the statement of intent for mm. the entire album. It tells you straight away this is this this album here is the trend kill. And it is, it trend kills basically their sound before and mm. introduces, sadly, where they never really went. But it's my favourite album that they put out. I think it's like back-to-back amazing. I think it shows their heaviest moments, quietest moments. Is it their most interesting album? I would also say yes. Uh, is it their <laughs> most vocally diverse album? No. Because um, his voice had changed by then. But to me, it still stands up. And as an opener, it's, it's just, it's fucking, it's so... Moreish. Mm. When that track finishes, you want to listen to the entire album and then go back and listen to it again. So the Great Southern Trend Kill by Pantera on the Great Southern Trend Kill as my number one. Beautiful. That's a brilliant pick. Well done. Thank you. Do we get to score them? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you have cards with numbers written on them. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Actually, wait, wait, wait. Can you read that? Yes. Oh. Love. 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 
there you go. Right. Okay, Lisa, what's uh, we'll go. What are you next? What you uh, what you picking? Oh wait, are we are we doing it that way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to sit through Duncan's. Oh no, you'd be here all night if that happens. <laughs> no. no, we'll do one at a time. All oh, right, okay, all right, all right. That makes my intro a bit odd. I'll just fucking do it anyway. But we'll just fucking do it anyway. We'll do it live. <laughs> Let's just go for it. it. Fucking do it. Um, all right. So, all um, all of my picks weirdly have come from Barnes' third studio albums, and this is what freaked me out earlier. I didn't realize. I didn't realize when I was doing it. So. I've got three picks, three a third studio album. So you get a three, 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 which yep. is a spirit, spiritual trinity, mind, body, and soul. <laughs> and this is where it goes into Pythagoras. This is where I, I was at, like, I maybe had a bad work day and I was starting to fucking hallucinate at five <laughs> o'clock today. So Pythagoras thought that the meaning behind numbers was deeply significant. And in their eyes, the number three was considered as the perfect number, the number of harmony, wisdom and understanding. It was also the number of time, past, present and future, birth, life, death, beginning, middle, end. It was the number of the divine. So I have picked tracks channeled by god that is where i'm taking <laughs> also also i just want to stress three is my lucky number because my uh, my birth date's divisible completely by three so so when i was doing my picks and i'm getting it i'm getting man, the, she's it was really weird. She's, freaking, she's harsh my buzz man she's freaking me out right now <laughs> and this is out. before i've had a smoke the fucking brilliant um so yeah, I didn't realise till after I was reading up on the wiki thing, because I don't know what albums they're on, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so my first pick, fuck it, we'll just get into it, is From Out of Nowhere by Faith No More from oh. The Real Thing. Oh, yeah. It's from their uh, third studio album from 1989, Grammy-nominated best-selling album, so... Uh, yeah, I like it because right out the gate it goes hard. See, again, we're going with this. I'm really into hard and fast yeah. stuff at the moment, and I like album openers like that. I stop laughing, Dave. You'll pick me up. <laughs> it's not me again. So I'm just, I just, I'm just remarking <clears throat> at how clean I have been this entire recording. I know I've totally brought the tone down tonight. So right out the gate goes hard. It's quite poppy, quite fast. It's got a real intensity about it. There's a driving drumbeat and relentless downstroked guitar, uh, which give the track a huge amount of momentum right from the start. Uh, aye. Lyrically, From Out of Nowhere is about love at first sight that never becomes more than just a look, mm. a chance meeting, and how chance plays out a role in that interaction. And it's got the killer line of, um, where is it? I've lost it. No, I've lost it. <laughs> Bollocks. I wrote it down. Anyway, that's my pick from out nice. of nowhere. Faith no more. The real nice. thing. Yeah. Excellent. Nice pick. Thank you. Nineteen eighty nine. Showing my age. <clears throat> I already have that on the uh, playlist of ninety eight. Um, you'll be happy oh. to hear. <laughs> right, Dave. It was. Um, watch right. this. Watch this. Right, predictable, Dave. <laughs> I went with Cardwarm from the. Casey's going <laughs> on the album 3750. No, I didn't actually. Oh, right, fine. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, me told. <laughs> I went for the opening track from the 20... 
2013, I want to say. Is it 2013? Let me just double check, fact check that one. Yes, 2013 album. Mm. It's the band's second album. Mm. Um, from The band are from San Francisco, California. The album is called Sunbather. Oh, Davey boy. Oh. Good show. And the opening track is Dreamhouse by Deaf Heaven. Nice. Um, I fucking love this song. Like, just... Um, they played it live. I saw them last year and they played it live and I was just like, ah, uh, just wash all over me. Um, it's a, it's, for a, for a nine minute opening track, um, this just gives you every single thing that you'd want. It's, it's, it's equally vicious and bleak, but it also has this stunning, like guitar melody and feel, this kind of feeling of like an uplifting kind of emotion which just, it leaves you almost like completely spent after that first track. Um, it almost sounds like it would be the perfect closing track, but instead Deaf Heaven set the bar with this as an as a opener and continue to deliver throughout that whole album. Um, I just, I think it's a phenomenal track. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Um, and it's just, it was, it was the one, one easy pick that I had from the three that I was like, yeah, that's definitely going in. Just, I love it so much. Um, Dream House by Deaf Heaven from the album Sunbather. Good choice, Dave. Duncan, what are you going for next? Uh, again, difficult. This is getting <laughs> difficult. Um, let's, let's, in fact, let's go obvious. Let's go obvious. Right? <laughs> um, this album was, I think, pretty much like universally across the board, critically, the album of the year it came out. Um, it is the band's technically second album, so you should be safe, Lisa. Although third release, <laughs> so you might not be safe, Lisa. Um, uh oh, <laughs> um, it is concept album. No, we're fine. We're fine. I'm out. It's a concept album, but to me, it's the first indication that you're about to see a band who are on the extremity of a genre which doesn't necessarily do all that well that's about to become fucking huge and they did and still are even though their last album was a bit shit um the band I might be back in all right uh, the <laughs> band are mastodon nope the album is leviathan and it's the opening track blood and mm. thunder yeah. I think that someone's trying to kill me. <laughs> Greatest opening line ever to anything. Um, I, I, this was the first Mastodon album I'd ever heard, so I hadn't heard Remission before. I desperately had to hear Remission um, afterwards. But I remember just being like, what is this? Because <laughs> like, it was, it was like... It had that kind of sludginess that I wasn't really listening to at the time, but there was something kind of proggy about it and very, very, very weird. Um, but so much energy and our, our rawness of it. Also helps that it has Neil Fallon from um, Clutch and guest vocals and Thingy from Neurosis is on it as well, if memory serves. Um, both doing like like backing vocals because let's just shove them in as well. Mm. Um but it's an incredible, like, you, the, the drum work is, like, Animal from the Muppets. Um, the guitars, it's just such a fucking catchy, catchy, catchy riff. Um, and it starts off with, like, a bang. And then that album 
just really picks up the baton and runs with it all the way right through. I think it's uh, as openers go, it is a great example of, right, this band now needs to be in your radar. Um, whereas I think Remission opens strong. It's not until March of the Finance, which is like track two, that you go, right, this is fucking amazing. Um, yeah, and I mean, this is my safe, obvious pick. I imagine if they did like a critics poll of metal albums that asked the same question Dave asked, um, if this wasn't on it, then that poll shit. <coughs> so yeah, I, I, I also imagine that you probably both thought of it and were like, it's too obvious. But guess what? <laughs> Every now and again, obvious is fine. So, Blood and Thunder, Mastodon on the album Leviathan. That's nice. I like that choice as well. I didn't think of that. Mine are all pretty. In fact, mine are incredibly obvious. So, you're all right. <laughs> you're all right. Well, uh, you get to give us your number two then. My number two, again from a third studio album, 2001, Progressive Metal. It is The Grudge by Tool, an absolute giant Mm. of an opener. Um, It's, what is it? I've had to write all this down because fucking hell, where do you start with this song? (laughs) Uh, It portrays an individual struggling to move on from past wrongs and unable to transcend as a result. Uh, it's about teaching us lessons over and over again until we get it right and by the end of the song the answer is very clear with the repeated instruction to let go Uh, so I've also said Tool often incorporate lyrical themes into the musical composition itself in this case there's an unusual 5-8 time signature which divides the grudge into units of 10 beats or two bars her line echoing the significance of the number 10 in the lyrics mm. so they've, they've just got that whole tool thing yep. going <laughs> yeah. right. God, honestly it's just like I've, I've written a whole bunch of wank uh, about it right? <laughs> I just really fucking like it <laughs> it's interesting I had tool um, I have on my super list I have every tool release because I <laughs> think they're a band that like the opening track to every Tool album is always yeah. a stone cold fucking killer. Stink Fist, Aye. like being um, Vicarious um, on a Ten Thousand Days. You know, just like tracks that just come out the out the gate with this just fucking sound that's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember a, a funny aside story. We uh, we were in what would have been Virgin and Falkirk when that album came out, and um, I went in to buy the new Tool album. And this track was playing over the top, but it was a lot of the quieter sections. And I remember mm-hmm. turning to Dave going, they don't fucking play anything good in here <laughs> at all. And then, like, Maynard's vocals coming, I was like, this is the new Tool album. Like, yeah. like, like that. Um, so, no, it's a fucking amazing album. And that's, like, this the least like... mathy thing on that album. The Fibonacci yeah. sequence is used in that one track, which is just yeah. like... <laughs> Did I think anyone this is see... probably one of my one of my favourite Tool songs as well. Just did anyone see the announcement it. for the Foo Fighters new drummer? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you see the full announcement though, with the fake video with all the different drummers coming in? No. Right. So like all these different drummers come in. They're all these famous drummers. So Tommy Lee comes in to deliver them Chinese food, and you think oh, he's going to be the drummer, but Dana Carey comes in. At one mm. point, and I, I was like, "That is Dana Carey drumming for foot." <laughs> like honestly, I was like, "Is he going to drum for?" Because he's session drums. Um, yes. But all these different guys come in, and all these amazing right. drummers, and then they all leave, and then 
you hear like uh, you hear Josh Freese going like that. Are we going to play a song? And they all turn around and he's sitting there. And I was like, that's a good choice. Right. He's a fucking great drummer. Love Josh yeah. Freese. Anyway, that was an aside. <clears throat> Tool is amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good track. Right, on you go, Dave. Good choice. Uh, Do you mean number... that though, Dave? Because you hate Tool. No, I like that. Really? Album. Wait, yeah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, no, 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 he doesn't like no. He's winding <laughs> up. I could be at your house in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, no, he likes that album, but he's no he's no plus on the rest. So but he does um, like that album. I do like okay. that album. Um hope it's alright. Hi. Why do um, you anyway. hate them, Dave? Huh? Why do you no. hate them? Huh? I don't hate them. I think they're slightly overrated at times. Um, come on, that last album was shite. It wasn't shite. Shite is a strong shite. word. It was compared to what Metallica. To the rest <laughs> of the albums, it was shite. Uh, no, there was disagree. Disagree. Nothing There's memorable. At least two memorable. or three songs on it that were really, really, really good. Pash. The rest anyway. is a bit. <laughs> um, Pash. Oh, my second. Pash. <laughs> I want you to get a parrot that just says that. <laughs> <laughs> My second pick is from, um, I think this is 90s. This would be a 90s one. Oh, no, two, 2000. It's released in 2000 uh, from the band's first album. Um, it was going to happen at some point. This album was recorded in a little place called Indigo Ranch. Oh, right. Oh, right. Um, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. The album <laughs> is called... Everything you ever wanted to know about silence. I had it on my list, but I didn't have it in my three. So All right. that's fine. Uh, by Glassjaw. Um, the opening track is pretty lush. Yeah. Um, th- there's not many tracks that if I listen to them now, I get the same feeling that I got when I listened to them when they first came out. And I remember hearing this song for the first time and just being totally in awe of the the kind of the truth and the the vocal delivery from Daryl Palumbo it was I was totally captivated by it and absolutely hooked into that album from the, the first second of that that song it didn't sound like anything else I think people forget no. about that all the bands that now sound like Glassjaw there was no Glassjaw before that to no. sound yeah. like no and they, they were coming out in a, at a time where it was like new metal was just starting to hit its stride we're talking ninety nine two thousand yeah. so. Um, that's that was the sound of the time, obviously, and they came out with this, and it was just like so fucking. It's stuck in my head for years. Um, I still know every lyric to that song, yeah. um, and I think that's not even touching on the the kind of rawness of of the music. It's just I think it's just an iconic track, and I listened to it again the other day, and I was just like, oh, this track, man, is so fucking good. Um, One of the first albums I think that made me think that Ross Robinson was a fucking genius. Yeah. I mean, like, because you got that and you got At The Driving, both yeah. from him, like, yeah. cl- close proximity. It was like, the guy can do fucking anything. Like, mm. we, we were just, like, instantly in on the producer. You're like, he's like, he yeah. can do, like, can do all that new metal stuff. And he was doing fucking Soulfly and all the other sort of shit like that. But then he, he also had this other, and he started doing, like, all those, some of them not working out as well as others. But, um, yeah, it, it, his production just captures that rawness. It's fucking mm. amazing. Yeah, I love I love the track, I love the album. Just so good, man. Love that. Uh, so, Duncan, your third and final pick. Here so, you go. Do I go? <laughs> He's still do decided. I go commercial? <laughs> still decided. You've not got it finalised. <laughs> no, I've got my list. So, do I go more commercial 
do I go slightly obscure? Money's on I this go... list. Money's hmm? on this list you're picking for right now. Oh, well, I shortlisted it down to, uh, to down what? 20. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four. I shortlisted it to four. That's a fucking shortlist. Twenty's not a shortlist. And I want, I want to just swing in some honourable mentions. Oh, here uh, we go. Very, very, very quickly. I'll just shout them out, and you can see year knee. We can do the year knee game. Um, I put too much effort into this. I can't just like. Um, so, like, I looked at this as uh, I had a couple of different categories that I approached this with. The. the <laughs> Because that's how I do things. Nothing's okay. easy. Um, and a lot of them w- were about, you know, the intent. Like, does it set up the album? Like, from that track, do I get, like, an idea of what this album's going to be like? Is take me a little that. But then there's other ones where I'm like, like, when I heard this, then it's similar to your Glastro one. When I heard this for the first time, did it, like, literally make me pay attention to this band and get me on the radar? So I've got a few here around that. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Um, <laughs> do it. I'm, Come on, then. I'm gonna do it live. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even think this is the band's best album. In fact, actually, I think vocally. <laughs> one second. I actually think vocally. Talking about their Least interesting album. But I think. <laughs> fucking hell. I what think. I think it's because the vocalist has changed over time. All right. Okay. Um, his style. And it's now much more interesting. He's much more range. Uh, and he couldn't sustain what he was doing before. However, his opening tracks go, Black Label by Lama God on New American Gospel Ooh. is one of the best openers from a band that I had never heard before in a mm. genre that was just kicking off where everyone mm. wanted to sound like Killswitch Engage. And then you got, dun, 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 that you just got this fucking slap and snare with these chunky guitars, this huge build-up <laughs> and an explosion. And after seeing them live, mm. um, was there been the album after this for the first time, I saw that song live. It fucking floored me. It is like one of the most monstrous pit songs I've ever fucking... It's a song that demands a pit. It even has mm. its own fucking count to everyone going off. Um, I think it is like pure fire, like absolute fire. Even though the band don't sound like that anymore, it was yeah. the one to me that I was like, "All oh, right, we've got a new, there's a new contender here." Also, it's hard to reconcile the size of Lamb and God now as a band coming from that track, and I think mm. that's the one that kicks off. So there you go, Black Good Label, pick. Lamb of God, New American Gospel. That's what you call going off piste, bitches. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back down to earth with the most uh, <laughs> recognisable eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's is very obvious. <laughs> very, very. Mm. 1985, 1986. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah, I've got Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, that's great. Well, oh, can you move on to Dave then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, like, I, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, and 85, 86, third studio album. Yeah. A genre that I clearly hate and keep yes. talking about. <laughs> uh, mm. I'm, I've picked just purely for the fire and the intensity yeah. of it. Battery by Metallica. Oh, yeah, I it's know. It's not where I thought you were going, so that's no. fine. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going with Slayer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that. that's where I thought I thought you were going, going Rain and Blood by Slayer, but that might not be no. the third album. Uh, I wasn't going for third albums, though. I, these were genuinely right, right. songs that I, I enjoy. And it just turned out that the, the Divine Spirit is fucking channeling third album bullshit. 
Um, <laughs> so I've gone for Battery by Metallica, uh, opening track for Master of Puppets, widely regarded as the absolute pinnacle and the dog's danglies of the thrash genre. Picks you in the teeth right from the start with a menacing, ascending classical guitar riff and then escalates into a frenzied up-tempo crusher of a track. Um, I there's not much more you need to fucking say about it. Everybody knows. Don't Everybody knows. This song. <laughs> Have you not? It's that album, Master of Puppets, has my favourite ever Metallica track on it, mm. which is uh, Welcome Home Sanitarium. And yeah, it's incredibly obvious. My my other pick. I, I went through when I approached this. I tried to go for some of my favourite bands mm-hmm. and see what I had and I went straight to Between the Buried and Me because mm. everybody knows I bloody yep. love Between the Buried and Me and all their openers are really soft lullaby setting up the scene for the later heaviness that comes but they don't grab you by the balls yeah. and that's what I want I kind of want that from an album opener so they didn't get on the list I thought um, was Alaska not quite a heavy opener I can't remember the only one and, and here's where I self-censored myself Proverb <laughs> because it's an EP, considered an EP, Automata 2, Proverbial Bell is an mm. absolute belter of a mm. track to start, but it's an EP and you said, I think, albums. Yeah, yeah, he uh, gets very, he gets pedantic on that. So. Yep. He would, he would have said, he I think you'll find that's an EP, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, went, I went obvious and went for Battery by Metallica. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I had um, I actually had no Metallica on mine at all but I have Slayer in a few times because what I realised is Slayer have a lot of kind of it's the it's the whole um, Great Southern Train Kill approach where it's the title mm-hmm. track is the opening track yeah. um, so and some of my favourites like South of Heaven uh, I think is like a fucking amazing album there as well uh, but yeah there we go um, so not where I thought you were going but cool. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you that isn't called Duncan or Dave. I'd like to see them try. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see them try. <laughs> right, Dave, give us your thought. Right. Come on then, Dave, um, let's have it. I've went for a bit of a curveball. You've went, like, Ooh. surprisingly non-pedestrian so far, so... Yeah, this is this is the one I had most difficulty with because initially I was picking between the classics. I was, I was same as you, Lisa, I was like, there was the biggies, the, the, the yeah. expected ones from myself, yeah. you know, the Sepulturas and the Panteras and stuff. Um, but when I started listening to my 98 track playlist, um, <laughs> there was a track a track on there that I'd kind of forgotten all about. And then when I heard it again, I was like, ah, that's the one, this is, this is it. Um, kind of came out of nowhere, but, um, f- and fairly kind of unknown compared to all those other bands that I've just mentioned, but it comes from a 2014 album. Um, and weirdly that the band are predominantly instrumental except for this album which was their their debut album um the album was called a voice within and the band were called intervals Um, and the, the the very first track on the album is a track called um ephemeral um which um i i actually think when i was i was thinking about it i think we maybe did another topic a while ago and we're talking about like the most uplifting tracks or like the most kind of like mood boosters or something like that and i think i maybe mentioned it then um but the uh the band is kind of led by a guitarist called Aaron marshall um mm-hmm. and after this album their albums are all instrumental but on this album they had uh, a vocalist called mike Semesky, 
who um, was in the Heart Machine and is now the vocalist of Raunchy. Have I heard of Raunchy? He's in. He's the, the, Raunchy, their, yeah. uh, their vocalist now. But that track just just does things to me. Um, it is such a feel good opening track on an album, um, and I fucking love it. Um, I just the hooks are just unbelievable. I love his voice. Just instantly puts me in a good mood. Um, just as soon as I hear it, chorus is huge and uplifting. Um, and I just, I was like, no, nah, that's the one I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for that one. Cause it just, I just got a really, really good feeling for that track. So, uh, intervals and ephemeral from the album, a voice within nice. is my third pick. Um, so that was our mentions, Dave. <laughs> Come on, yeah, you want it? Just okay. a wee cheeky one. Let's go round because I have one. Okay. Right, go for it. No, you go. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this. this one here. Uh, how about a little bit of Officer Down by Stamping Ground? Oh, yeah. I had Car well. from Empty Words. How fucking sure. ridiculously heavy is that? As an op- yeah. <laughs> that is an awesome track. It's, and once again, it's a statement of intent. I think that was mm. the first Stamping Ground album I ever listened to, and I saw them on that. Like, they opened for was it Every Time I Die? Yeah, yeah. At Tuts, and they opened mm. with that song, and my jaw was on the fucking ground. <laughs> Unbelievably cool, uh, and just fucking full on. So yeah, that would be an honourable mention. Uh, my honour, my honourable mention is from an album that came out this year. And strangely, guess what? It's a third studio album. <laughs> what is Divinely channeled. God speaks through me. Um, no, it, and it's a band that you both have spoken about tonight and you aren't really into. Sleep and it's, it's sleep yeah. talking. It's choke, <laughs> choke cold. Uh, is a yeah. fantastic opener for that album. and Also my favourite position. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> You're right, Duncan. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> there we go. I, to- I totally can. <laughs> I absolutely can. Okay, Find so that, that was my... That's, that's my honourable mention. Oh, Completely blown out the fucking water by... <laughs> <laughs> Never listen to that song the same way again. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's literally so many good songs to pick from like just, just like, pick one just pick one do Ridiculous. the obvious ones like the, the, there's so many like no yeah. one mentioned blind which blind you, yeah like we should have um, mentioned blind davidian Divi- my eyes no one davidian uh, roots um, bloody roots dave yeah that was a contender I mean, as well probably the most covered song if you're in a metal band like, cowboys from hell obviously cowboys from hell the cowboys yeah. Um, the other one that was really like again a bit obscure for me, but or like for maybe listeners, but Scissor Fight, um, as, um oh, yeah. Man Trapping for Sport and Profit, um, Acid yeah. for Blood, fucking yeah. amazing opening track. Um, I'm gonna go, Corpse, uh, what? I'm a Smash Face, yep, hard to argue. Uh, uh, I had a uh, Blood Meat by Protest the Hero and Fortress. Oh, that's God another damn one. It. First song that's I heard it. from that band, and it gives you everything like it's like yeah. it's like you're like by the end of that song you're just like <laughs> yeah so. oh god i wish i'd picked that now <laughs> fuck can we redo this <laughs> can we come back tomorrow and redo i this don't bit? edit so uh, no it's oh a, that's uh, a great choice what the, i don't think i've got that on the playlist actually get that get it on the playlist uh yeah that was a really good track as well um no one mentioned a day to remember 
update. Oh yeah, the yeah, downfall of us all is maybe the most. Like I, I, I yet to meet anyone that listens to metal that doesn't know. Da, 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 Blinded by Fear from At the Gates on Slaughter of the Soul. Classic. That riff, man. This is going to be a great playlist. It is. It's also going to be the longest playlist in Spotify history. I think this could be our Saturday playlist, guys. This is our travelling to the gig playlist. How are we getting to Glasgow via like London? Yes. No, nobody gets out the car until the playlist's finished. At the moment, the playlist is what only. What carcass seven... is on the stage that you will listen to this? It's song. only seven hours. It's only seven hour playlist, Duncan. All right, I'll pick you up at one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a oh really slow God. drive. Brilliant. Um. Yeah, love that. Um. Any others that were really? Um. A violent reaction. American head charge. Oh, Ocean Planet Gojira. Oh. Oh. Once again, another um, song that was the first song I heard by them, and I instantly was like. I have heard nothing like this before ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Concubine, Converge off of Jane Doe. Oh. Love that track as well. She's drawing the heat now. Um, Planets Collide, Crowbar. Um, Snipperplane. <laughs> Doesn't see it. Deftones, I've got a couple obviously, Bored and My Own Summer. Yeah. You got any down on there? Temptations Wings is on there. That's it. <laughs> got to go for that. Uh, Entombed, <laughs> Left Hand Path by Entombed. Um, D manufacture Fear Factory. If we were going with that, we'd go with Shock to the System um, off Obsolete. It's a better song. <laughs> Sorry, just drop truth bombs. No. Um, <laughs> the um, one that I wanted more than anything was I wanted a couple of Nine Inch Nails ones in there, but actually, the only one that really kicks you, hoofs you in the nads um, is Mr. Self Destruct from the Denver Spiral. Mm. Um, all the other ones, notwithstanding EPs, that very similar to what you're saying between the buried and me, mm-hmm. tend to be tracks that lead into something yeah. that hits you. Um, so, what about Berserker by um, After the Burial in Bear Form? Oh yeah, good tra- good shout. And um, one that I desperately wanted to mention all the way through it, but Dave's probably the only person I know that's listened to this album. Um, but it's fucking amazing. It's a very short album as well. Uh, Sympathy Orchestra, Bury Your Dead on Bury Your Dead. Oh, fucking hoof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hoof. Hoof. Choof. Sorry, Choof. Right. <laughs> name of that album? Choof. Choof. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good one as well. Um, Shadows Fall. Um, Idle Hands off of that rebalance. Scent of the Obscene by Sixth. I had that. Nice. Oh, that's, that's, a, oh, that's a great track. Um, Anyone going to shit me here? Pig Walk by Stuck Mojo on the album oh, Pig Walk. Yeah. Good man, Dave. Never shit um, me. You mentioned Chimera earlier on, and we've not mentioned it yet, but it is I did have that one. as well. Cleansation. It was on there. Cleansation. Uh, no, it wasn't a Cleansation. Did no, you have Cleansation uh, in there? Cleansation, I would put above the one from the you? album before. Yeah, Cleansation. It's where they changed their sound, and I think it was the one where I was like, all right, they're, they're serious musicians now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're touring that album, or they've just toured it, or they've just played it or something. Um, and I, part of me wanted to check out the video, and then the other part of me was like, nope. Let it die the way it did. Uh, Hail Destroyer by the Cancer Bats. That's a good one as well. It's a freaking great yeah. one. Um, Paper Cut, Lincoln Park. I mean, it's a classic. How dare you? Lisa will leave I us. like Lincoln Park. <laughs> I like that album. That's the only good album they had. Henton oh, Hammer. Machine Head. Uh, Davidian Machine Head? 
Ja, på det sättet. Åh, oh, det tycker jag. Jag var så vassen No machine head. No machine head. No machine head. No, no, no. 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 Ghost of Production, Opeth. Ooh, yes. Uh, um, it's a really good, really good track as well. Uh, Liquid, Nemec on Mechanical Spin Phenomena. Yeah. Um, actually, Rage Against the Machine, if you think about them, bomb track of yep. their self-titled, yeah. uh, People of the Sun of yep. the Evil Empire, and then Testify of yeah. the they, they, Los they, Angeles. Yeah, they were really good at those opening tracks. Yeah. Um, Bloody hell, that is great. So many songs. So many songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have anyway. been busy. You've put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on holiday for a week. Himself to level unhealthy and picking for songs yeah. from albums. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that playlist, I'll put that um, playlist up on our Spotify uh, account so you can check out the uh, the tracks. Um, I'll let that. Um, I'll fucking make that public for the podcast coming out so you can check yeah. that. out I can't um, wait to see what other people pick if you put out on social media about what the topic is. I can't wait to see what other yeah. people pick. What we can actually do on what we can actually do on the on the place that we uh, post the podcast as well, if you're listeners, dear listener, and you're listening to us <laughs> on Spotify um, or on the Anchor app, uh, we can actually post questions that will pop up at the end of the listen. And what we will do is we'll post one saying, um, what, are your, what are your top three? I'm mm. making the right of them in. Let's see. Let's maybe maybe uh, set an end date of that question for the next podcast. We can recap it. Let's Lovely. Professional. Um, let's um, let's play some more music. Um, just to, uh, just to you know ease it into the the latter part of the podcast. The end. Um, the end of the podcast. <laughs> what do you mean the latter? Are we finishing this today? This is phase one. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually quite a short recording as as the crow Holy flies for shit. us. Yeah, we're like fucking Marvel movies. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you um, think it's finished, Samuel Jackson comes in and introduces single number six. <laughs> End credit scene. Um, so um, this track, Lisa may recognise this one. Uh, it comes from the Texas death metal outfit Creeping Death. Ooh, nasty. Um, have released uh, their new single, The Common Breed. comes from their new long-awaited album, Boundless Domain, which is set for release on the 16th of June via MNRK Heavy. Menurk! <laughs> And the album is this is cool. Album's nine tracks in length are produced by Kill Switch Engage guitarist Adam D. Oh. And features fucking George Corpsegrinder on one of the tracks. It does. I mean he's a kill dude. What more? Uh none that needs to be said, Duncan. Uh that is Creeping Death, the common breed, um, from the new album. Comes out on June sixteenth. Um check them out, Facebook.com dot com forward slash creeping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dutch. Facebook.com forward slash creeping death. Facebook dude, come. If you dig this, check the moot and we'll be back right after this.
Okay, we are at the final hurdle, ladies and gents. Um, just before we wrap this shit up, um, we have obviously mentioned we have a little gig on the horizon. Hopefully, we, uh, Duncan and Lisa, will be checking out Carcass this weekend with Conjurer and Coffin Muncher. <laughs> Muncher. <laughs> Coffin uh, Muncher. <laughs> um, that's going to be happening at Slay this weekend. So, hopefully. It's just an image of that, like, you know, like, like you're. you're you're in some chapel somewhere with your loved ones and the, the, the priest guy up there is doing his wee ceremony at the end. And all you can hear is this kind of clawing noise and everyone thinks it's someone in the in the, in the the coffin trying to come out and then they look around the corner and it's just someone gnawing on the side. It's like that article. I don't know if you guys like saw that article about there's a, a case in America. A guy suing Hilton. Um, the, right. the and this is a true fucking story you can google it afterwards um he's suing them for trauma and distress because he woke up in the middle of the night to a weird sensation and found the manager of the hotel had let himself in and was this. licking his toes yeah i heard about that yeah Ooh. yeah licking his toes guy's gonna be a millionaire this is help <laughs> we're talking about you're gonna be a millionaire by then it's america um but yeah the fuck? Uh, manager told him to calm down uh, and not get, not get excited, um, which he clearly was throbbing. You didn't know he was pulling it, well, licking those toes. How did you get to toe licking from coffin munching? <laughs> hey, well, I thought about the sound, and then I thought that's what woke the guy up as he heard like licking noises. So, so that's how my brain's wired, Lisa. It's also why I don't sleep. No, ask that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we should be uh, attending that this weekend. <laughs> Everything's oh, a fetish if it makes you shit. So true story. Anyway. Me. Right at the um, end, Dave, I've saved the best for last. Dicks, penises, and let's talk about testicles. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other gig that I'm hoping we might, might venture out to is possibly Bloodywood. I would quite like to go and see them. Why? Um, nice. What do you mean, why? They're playing at the uh, the Mash House in Edinburgh on the 12th of June. Um I think they'd be a really good live band. Is this you pitching this to me? Kind of. <laughs> kind of feels like a Dragon's Den pitch. And Dave, what kinda. I'm going to say is, <clears throat> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I'm not, I'm not definitely see, saying no. I'm just, I think you've forgotten that you didn't particularly enjoy that album. But I said it'd be good to see live. You would wait to see that one song you like live. <laughs> 
and I think the rest of it, you're going to be sitting at the back, deleting the photos that you took, uh, and I'll be stuck myself waiting on the text message from you saying, we can go if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I fancy it. I do fancy it. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that was pretty much suffocation. They're playing at the end of June, I think. Suffocation. No breathing. (laughs) Give a fuck. Give a fuck. Um... Why didn't we pick that? Last Resort, Papa? No, it's Infest. It's the first song, isn't it? It's not Last Resort, we're fine. No, let's not. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Suffocation and Party Cannon. They're playing at the... Well, that could be fun. La Belle in Angel. Angel? What? La Belle, Angel. Edinburgh. Edinburgh gig. What are you right now? (laughs) You have a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) That might be interesting. And then Chelsea Grin are at the... Cat House on the 2nd of July. Cat with, House. With Kubla Khan, though. Uh, but Cat House. Kubla Khan, Duncan, not Kubla Can't. What's wrong with the Cat House? Why do you not like the Cat House? When was the last oh. time you saw a gig in the Cat House? <laughs> oh, God, years ago. I can't even remember who yeah. it was. They are guaranteed to fuck a band sound up. Yeah, no, I remember that. We from saw Cattle Decapitation. Yeah. Most recently, well, it was not most recently, it was last year. We saw Cattle Decapitation and they made them sound thin. Hmm. <gasps> Yes. Interesting. Yes. Mm. I know. Uh, but it's Kubla Khan. and they made them sound thin. Yeah. Oh. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I know it's Kubla Khan, right? I know you keep saying that. And I suppose they're tuned sometimes they, so they Sometimes right. they're all right, though. There's the odd occasion where I it's think decent. it's when it's detuned. It's like detuned heavy. Mm. If it's death metal or that, I think they fuck it up. I think if it's something Yeah, definitely, bit, yeah. Yeah. I think um, if it's punchier and hardcore and punkier and all the pleasures rest, it should sound be pretty good in the catty. You're right. <laughs> I know. But every every one out of forty gigs they manage to but get it. Might be right. the one. <laughs> might be the one. Possibly. More um yeah, so that's on the horizon. Um Lisa, anything hold tight PR wise that you that we should be keeping an eye out for or anything oh, you're like God, oh, all of it. All, all of it. Okay, okay all of it. Um I'm taking a bunch of bands, me personally, not me personally, the whole fucking team are taking a bunch of bands to uh, download. Um, So we're off to that. You're going? I'm going. Going in person. (laughs) (laughs) We were just saying earlier on you weren't getting a holiday. Come on. (laughs) I'll be working. I will be working. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a thing. Just, uh, I, so we're going, we've got uh, Ginger or for us are playing mm. per- Perturbator. Oh, nice. uh, we've got Vili Vallo, Hawks and Casey and one other band that's yet to be announced, I think. Right. So uh, that's who we're taking to that. Um, what cool. else have we got coming up? Download, nice. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see how excited I am? I'm excited to see a bunch of bands. I'm excited to see a bunch of friends. Yeah. Travelling in between yeah. and the being away from home and my kids. Yeah. yeah. Although they're at Scout Camp, so they'll not give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Uh what else? Slam dunks this weekend. We've mm. got uh Billy Talent, Holden Absence, Harriet, Creeper, Zebrahead, and Landmarks there. Nice. And then my June releases and my July releases are like Tortured Demon. Oh yeah. Glass Casket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcane Order, Creeping Death that yeah. you've just talked about, Death Collector, I've got a lot of death, uh, Deatus, Devil's Trade, Evil, and then Somnuri. 
So Ooh, we love some nuri. I like yeah. some nuri. I didn't yeah. know you were dealing with some nuri. Did you not? Yeah, no, yeah. I do now yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> so you that's... feel free to send that to me, not Dave, whenever <laughs> you want, and just spark another one of those lover spats that we have. <laughs> that everyone else loves so much. I do love like playing you off against yeah. each other, so I will absolutely do that. I'll yeah. sort you out. I'll sort you out before Saturday. Thank you. And while Dave's play- making you listen to the seven hours playlist, <laughs> you can put your headphones on and listen will, to some I will 100% Mary. do that. Like, Dave, this is a great playlist. So that's a, that's a 21st of July. That's out, so you can get that. Did we even know that was... Well, I, don't, I don't think I knew Dad had anything out this year. You don't read you don't read press releases. Dave will have read that and binned it. Yeah. You, I've single out already. Yeah, yeah. Have we played it? Have you mentioned For it? For fuck's sake, Duncan. Did you I need to play it? everything to you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is the of that? If you haven't, then it hasn't happened, right? So I'm I'm pressed for Duncan McLeish now. Am I? Yes. I'm just basically press and spokesperson for all the sexual harassment claims that are coming our way. Um, <laughs> he said things about his penis on podcasting. <laughs> That's right. You bet your ass I did. Uh, anyway, what we're we doing? Anyway. What we're we doing here, Dave? Bring us home. <laughs> Bring me home. Um. One last single. Why did you say that like Shaggy? I'm running the home now. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, last track of the... Stop it. He, a day, he wasn't even, even trying. trying. Dave weirdly slips into Jamaican. But when he's tired. Like an abnormal <laughs> amount. He does. Like, he, like, I, I've tried, he, like, most of his accents end up Jamaican as well. Oh, God, this is brilliant. Yeah. Um... This last track of the podcast. Yep. It's what's known as a barn burner, ladies and gents. Um, it comes from the Nashville Metalcore Agitators Chamber. Uh-huh. They have announced their return this summer with their highly anticipated second full-length album, A Love to Kill For, which is out on July 14th via Pure Noise Records. Uh, Chamber is giving the fans a taste of the brutal um, their forthcoming uh, record today with the brand new single, <laughs> shut your face, The Devoured, <laughs> featuring Matt Honeycutt of Kubla Khan. See, I like that in there, Kubla Khan. Kubla Khan't. And holy fuck, <laughs> ladies and gents, this is 14 tracks long, produced, mixed and mastered by Mr. Randy LaBeouf. Oh, LaBeouf, which as we know in English is the beef. <laughs> so. uh, this is an absolute banger um, Chamber and Devoured featuring Matt Honeycutt uh, Facebook.com forward slash Chamber TN if you dig it <laughs> so glad that's sticking by us <laughs> and uh, that's all from me Dick Glint and Dave and uh, <laughs> Mr Randy Savage and the Big Cheese could <laughs> be the best clothes ever <laughs> Could be. It's up there. It's up there. Fucking hell. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, this is probably about three hours long by now, but hey, you stuck with us to the end. <laughs> it only it only All feels long, Dave, if you're not enjoying it. <laughs> Back to length again. It's all of it's all of the length. It's not about the length, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. Right. No one was questioning that. Listen, as long as you're happy, that's all that counts. Oh, God. Did Davey protest too much? 
Oh man, we need, we need to stop this we right need now. To end um, this thanks, thanks, melts. thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're, and been... you will come back, yes. Well, <laughs> fuck. Yes, you've got. You bought a mic, so he bought a mic. I did. You committed. I did. I've bought a mic. And I like. Yeah. I like the idea of once a quarter you come and join us. I'm. I'm coming back next month. For <laughs> I'll come back next month. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. I'll, maybe get, I'll maybe get a light from my room so it's not quite so dark okay thank you for listening once again we will catch you on our June podcast and uh, until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone bye